This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, 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 yo. It's Our Lifestyle Podcast, a.k.a. OLP, coming at you with episode 238. And want to remind everyone that our podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at Custom Car Show Productions, which includes four annual events. The next big one, the flagship event, is going to be this June in about, give or take a month actually from now. And we hope that you will descend upon Biloxi, Mississippi with us. Join OLP and a plethora of other vendors and showgoers, lifted, lowered, classic minis, full sizes, you name it. There's even going to be cash prizes for the mini truck side. But it's June 25th, 26th, 27th in Biloxi at the Coliseum, scrapingthecoast.com or scraping the coast via almost any social media platform. Get out there. You can pre-register now for indoors or outdoors. I think indoors you might have to go directly through Greg, but uh, he'll get you taken care of. Speaking of that, we're going to hear more from Greg next week about scraping the coast. That way we'll get you all the latest information. Again, there's so much going on. You can't be going on almost two decades without doing something right. So big ups to Custom Car Show Productions. Next event, of course, is, as I mentioned, Scraping the Coast. Now this week, Miggity Mike, the mayor, and I, we weren't able to link up. And as you know, the show must go on. So thanks for everyone that continues to come back and rock with us. As I say on our YouTube channel uh, updates and videos, and what I've been trying to do, man, is really put the pedal to the metal. There's a lot of days I get home, I go straight outside to the shop, and I start doing videos, doing the flip-throughs. We've we've uploaded some recent good ones, so check us out on YouTube, Our Lifestyle Podcast. Now, this episode, we basically, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do the normal intro. We're going to have Jason Barbaglia will join us for a short segment to talk about relaxing in the park, St. Louis. Aaron Combs will come on for a short segment, and we'll talk a little bit about Dropped and Destroyed. That show is this weekend. Many of you know that, and I know some of you aren't going to be able to maybe cancel what you got going on to make it out. It is, of course, Memorial Day weekend. We'll talk more about that later. But I want you guys to know the Midwest is strong. They've been doing this a long time, and this is an 18th annual event, so going on two decades You'll hear a little bit from Aaron. No stranger to the podcast. Had him on before. Big ups to him and his team. Dropped and destroyed. Our title guest, you may have seen uh, via looking at your device, is Jonathan Hawkins. So we got really a jam-packed episode. And really kind of doing that because next week it'll be a little bit more condensed. I'm going to be on vacation. So I'll be working, but we'll be away from the house and... Uh, won't have a chance to really you know, do the long episode. Mike and I actually won't have audio for next week. It'll just be some audio from yours truly. But uh, we'll also have, of course, a guest, so we'll talk about that later. Now, the overview of this episode is brought to you by our fine friends at Graphics Mafia. If you need stickers or you want to wrap on your vehicle, die-cut stickers, you name it, a little bit of design work, uh, you can look up Graphics Mafia. That's graphics with an X, Mafia, Instagram. Facebook, TikTok, of course, on the website, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, mafia.com. Let them know that ODB and the mayor sent you. 
All right, next as we transition in to the scene updates, uh, the first and foremost relaxing in the park, St. Louis, looked like a huge event. Want to thank JB's son, Dom, who I call Diggity Dom. Thank you so much for sending us some photos. He did a great job. We recently heard from Dom as well on the podcast, so we got a lot of thumbs up on that. So we appreciate everybody that uh, listened to the segment and uh, was like, yo, it was cool. You know, he's a future mini trucker, so to speak. So uh, we're excited, uh, you know, uh, you know, for his his continued presence in the scene. But again, thanks for sending those photos over to us. Now, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and roll into some audio with Jason Barbaglia so we could talk a little bit about relaxing in the Park St. Louis and uh, we'll get the show on the road. Yo, yo. So we're going to go ahead and roll in here to some audio with Jay Barbaglia, a.k.a. DJ Mays. What's going down, my brother? What to do, nephew? Man, you guys are coming off. We had a little bit of audio last week, but you guys are coming off this awesome relaxing in the park, St. Louis, you know, third year slash second year event, really. Man, how awesome was it, Maze? You know, it was really a little overwhelming, to be honest with you. Uh, we were we were hoping for a good turnout. My biggest fear, and I told many people this, was you know not being able to have it last year because of all the pandemic. I was just afraid people were going to forget. And I, obviously, from the turnout, nobody necessarily forgot, and, and people were ready to get out and, and have fun. So it was uh, it was pretty impressive, honestly. Well, good. A lot of people came, like, you know, Outcast said, we came from far, you know, today's Andre 3000's birthday, but we came from far and wide, you know what I mean? And uh, people came from far and wide for relaxing in the park, St. Louis. How was the cruise on Friday night? Uh, Friday night was insane. If you remember the first year when you came up, so we started to cruise at 7 uh, at Hooters, but we, a lot of us were there early, and by 6.30, we had basically everything in the, in the neighboring lots that you remember seeing. All of that was full already. And we were spilling over into Home Depot area, which was about double what it was the first year. So uh, everybody was real chill. Everybody hung out and had a good time. And, you know, guys from high tech always, uh, always sponsored the pre-party. And it was, uh, it was amazing to be able to hang out with people. And a lot of people came in town early just so they could be a part of that, which was cool. And then, uh, man, Saturday morning hit and, Good Lord. I mean, the line was wrapped out of the park, and then they just kept coming. Even once the rush, the initial rush was over, like 9, 930, it, they just steadily kept coming. It was crazy. It just seemed like it never would stop. Well, that's a good thing, right, especially as a show promoter, as a club, as a chapter, for you to put on an event and have that much love for, for everyone coming out. How was the venue, obviously, right, because you had the challenges the first year back in 2019, last year, weren't able to have the event. So the venue, the photos I saw from looking out from like the DJ booth, the main stage looked like a really cool setup. It really is. It's a really neat kind of like a bowl setup. Um, the downfall was we, uh, you know, we figured everything up and, and started, you know, placing people and everything else. And if we squeezed everybody in a little bit tighter, that we could fit a little bit more, but in all honesty, Last year would have been our first year using this venue, um, but since we didn't have the show, this year was. So we had a lot of, um, you know, ideas and concepts trying to figure out where we're going to put people and how, how to do things. And then by the end of the day on Saturday, we come to realize we 
pretty much already outgrew this venue in the first year. So, it, it, like I said, other than squeezing a few things here or there to where we would have got a little bit more, I really don't know that we can uh, we can continue to have it in that venue. So we've already started the, the shopping, so to speak, of, of finding a new venue for the show for next year. Well, that's fantastic. It's always good if you're on the rise, not the downfall. So that's pretty kick-ass. The the vibe, right? You know, you had all the club members come together and whatnot. Uh, overall vibe of the show and kind of it seems like it went without a hitch. Uh, awards went good, and then what? Everyone was back on the road. So yeah, well, and, and it was crazy because we did. You know, we brought back some of the some of the stuff, and some people still do this, but it seems like a lot of shows have kind of lost the luster of the club games and stuff. So we did club games and we did the kids coloring contest and we brought back the, uh, the, uh, traveling trophy, the, the, uh, the keg, like Andy truck badge or ITV used to do. Um, and a few other shows do something similar, but we brought it back to the actual keg like it used to be. And uh, freaks of nature actually won club participation. So, um, they get to take that home with them and it's got our logo on and everything. And, they can do anything they want to with it for the next year. They can take it anywhere, do selfies, put stickers on it, whatever they want to do, but they've got to bring it back next year, and then it'll go to whoever wins next year kind of deal. So it was kind of cool to bring that stuff back. Um, but in all honesty, I mean, we had 16 different states registered at the show, um, right at about just a little under 400 vehicles, and it was it, it was just really the staff, mainly Missouri and Illinois, and then we had a few people from Tennessee helping. Um, we had some South Carolina people in town, and those guys just kicked ass. I mean, registration went smooth, judging went smooth, parking was great. It was just, you'd have never known it was our first time holding a show in that particular venue because all the crew just worked together to make it right. And it, my job was easy. All I had to do was be the hype man, as, as they called me on, on stage, and, and have fun, and the rest of the crew did everything. Excellent. Uh, if you're a listener, you can go out there and follow or look at uh, on Instagram. Type in relaxing in the park, and then you'll see the, more than likely on Instagram it'll pop up. So I tapped on relaxing in the park, STL, and you'll see uh, you know everything from you know classic Chevys, C10s, mini trucks, full size trucks, really a good mix of vehicles. And uh, I even see it looked like the um, the C10, the '66 C10 Tiffany made it out, which I know is um, is really a, a, a big one in that area. Yeah, the crew from Classic Car Studio, Charles, that heads up the shop, uh, messaged me about a week before the show and said, "Hey, man, we'd love to bring some vehicles out if you're good with that." And I was like, "Hell yeah, let's do it!" So they brought uh, Tiffany and a few other trucks, including a really badass 454 SS truck they had. Um, so they brought all those up and. So a lot of spectators got to come and meet those guys for the first time and actually see some of the crew from uh, Speed is the New Black, which was cool. Um, and it gave us a chance to kind of catch up with some people like Scott France, um, who many of us in our area up here have known for many years, and he's the main fabricator there for uh, uh, Classic Car Studio. So it was cool to catch up with, with him and some other people. And it was a lot of fun. They picked out their um, their pick for the show, um, and they gave an award to that guy and everything else. So it was, it was really cool. It was nice to have those guys. Yeah, and the homie Scott Bunselmeyer out there. Yeah, so yeah Scott's out there. He's repping. You know, he's obviously tilt bed. Got the got the bike in the back. You know, just look. And this is the cool thing. Just looking at the hashtags, you get a chance to get a little bit of a feel for. Hey, is this a show that I'm going to want to go to next year? And I can tell you right now, 
you just check the box. It's a yes. I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Uh, wild paint jobs, classics. I really love that um, Joseph brought out the 1950 Vanette, which you know from the area I didn't realize when I was out there in 2019, his crew cab pickup, the old school, that uh, was synonymous with the artwork that you guys have done. Uh, but we saw the Vanette at Orange Beach Invasion. That thing was insane. But seeing it out there with the truck on the back, dude, mind-blowing. Yeah, and we, and we kind of wanted Joseph kind of front and center because his his truck, the um, the quad cab, won best of show uh, in the first year. And then we had him on the flyer and everything. And, of course, the show never actually happened. So it was really cool to to have him there and, and have the truck on the back of, of the other. And it was it, we just wanted to kind of make it front and center. So it really turned out being a great centerpiece. And going back to Scott Bunzelmeyer, as you mentioned, his club, Bonsai, sponsored the old school, um, the best old school award. Uh, and Scott made that award as well as the Kids' Choice Award. So Scott's a great dude in the scene, and I, and I absolutely love having him. Uh, he's been a part of the show every year so far. Uh, and the whole group from Bonsai, they, they brought uh, a really good number of vehicles out, and I appreciate those guys being there too. Yeah, Bonsai's been on the rise. Always love seeing those guys from east to west. I mean, they go pack you know, back, 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 like, you know, like a Chris Berman deal. So, but I also saw like the homie Tony Moore from Asphalt Army. I mean, he had a very long, awesome post on Facebook back on the 24th. And he just kind of talked about, hey, man, it's a weekend that I really kind of needed friends, family, of course. Uh, he said, relaxing in the Park 2021 uh, show was absolutely, uh, absolutely delivered and proved to be a huge success. So, you know, I love seeing that. I know he's, uh, set, you know, he's really tied in and does a lot for the artwork and does a lot for you guys, uh, you know, Marsha and Blake and, you know, their whole family. So, you know, Asphalt Army is someone that I always enjoy repping their gear. Uh, they, they've got their cool, um, you know, artwork. And we, of course, had Tony on recently. So I know that always makes you guys feel good. And then that artwork looked amazing on the Welch's Chop Shop metal signs, dude. Yeah, you know, Josh did amazing on those. That that man, I, I don't know how he comes up with these concepts and ideas. And, and whatever he does, he just absolutely kills it every time. And those signs, they all the signs were, we only had, I think we had about 20 to sell on Saturday morning. And they were gone by 9 a.m. Um, all the show shirts were gone by 11 a.m. So we definitely didn't anticipate the the numbers that were, that, you know, we had at the show. Uh, but, you know, Tony Moore and his whole family, and I still to this day call him the, the uh, best family in automotive apparel because the whole family is there. Marsha had jello shots for everybody. She made non-alcoholic jello shots for Dom. Uh, so it was it was crazy. We had a, a blast all weekend, and I absolutely love having those guys a part of the show. And there's so much we can't do without Tony and Blake, for that matter. So, um those guys are always holding a special place in our hearts, 100%. Yeah, don't just take our word for it. Go out there on Facebook or specifically on Instagram. Type in, uh, you know, a lot of times I hit the magnifying glass. I tap on tags. And t uh, type in relaxing in the park uh, and then select that hashtag STL. You'll get a chance to see some of the good mix of vehicles that's out there. I know I wasn't able to make it this year. I'm going to do everything I can uh, to be up there next year. I love the area. And I'm excited to see you guys continue to grow. Of course, relax in the Park St. Louis on Facebook. And, of course, you can follow their official Instagram. Maze, you're getting ready to do DJ Maze uh, Radio, the throwback Thursday tonight. 
Uh, before we just talk about that for a moment, did you have anything else you wanted to mention from relaxing in the park, St. Louis? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I appreciate all the kind words and all the uh, all the praise we've gotten from people. Uh, you know, we busted our ass to try to make sure that show went right, went smooth, and, and my staff just did a fucking amazing job. That's all there is to it. I, I can't stress that enough. That show cannot happen without the staff and doing what they did. So, um, but be on be on the lookout. Things are going to change up next year. Plans are already in the works. Um, new venues are being looked at. There's going to be some different things happening next year, and I think everybody's going to like it. Awesome, man. Well, real quick, we got a couple more minutes. Uh, what should people do? I know you've cut this promo before, man. You're coming off the top ropes. Dude, what do we need to tell people to do to get out there and check out your awesome set that you do three up to three-plus times a week? You know, if, if, if you haven't got on Twitch yet, and Twitch is absolutely free to sign up for um, it's super simple. You jump on, you download the app, and then you make a name. Uh, and it could be it could be the same name as you have on Instagram or Facebook or anything you want. It's not a big deal. And then all you do is follow DJ May's radio, and then you'll get a notification every time I go on. And I tend to just do Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Um, this particular week, because I'll be traveling on Saturday morning, going to a show uh, in Tennessee that I'll be DJing this weekend. So we'll be on Friday instead. So we'll be on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday this week. So it's super simple. It's free. You jump on. You get in the chat. And you get to hanging out with everybody and talking. And, I mean, Egg Roll shows up in there. And um, lots of other clubs represent. Lots of other shows represent, uh, including even Greg Miller from Straight from the Coast jumps in there once in a while. So it's cool. Everybody gets a chance to kind of hang out, talk shows, talk trucks, talk smack which is what we're really good at we throw in some old school we, we throw in old school jams pretty much every night but thursday is all old school but you know it's just a good time it's a good vibe it's an easy way to kick back if you got people over in the house you can turn it on you can download the app to like your smart tv or something you can let it play on there you don't have to participate in the chat you can just listen but it's more fun if you're in the chat because you can you can talk smack back there about everything else and uh, it's just a good camaraderie it, it, it's a lot of fun and if haven't signed up yet i really don't know what you're waiting for it's ideal to listen to even if you're traveling to a show if you're in the middle of traveling on friday night going to a show this weekend or something turn it on while we're on and you don't have to necessarily join in the chat you can just be listening to everything as you're driving at least it gives you good good vibes music wise and everything else yeah a lot of times i'll uh, obviously open the app on the apple tv super simple you know got the music playing through the tv you know, enjoying it, but then I'll, sometimes I'll even open it on my phone, have the volume down, and then I can uh, participate in the chat if I want. But uh, obviously, like you said, with smart TVs and, and some of these like uh, Roku's and Apple TV deals, you're able to uh, easily pipe it in. But DJ Mays, Jason Barbaglia, my brother, I'm so excited for you guys. I'm glad that you had another great showing. I'm glad that you were able to have it. And uh, just looking forward to what you guys do in the future. But keep us posted, man. And we'll see you on uh, the radio tonight through Twitch, uh, DJ Maze Radio. And then uh, make sure you check out DJ Magic Mike. I know that's your homie, and you guys have uh, helped you know each other grow. So that's good stuff. Yeah, that's our that's our dude over there, Magic Mike. We a bunch of us grew up listening to you know Magic Mike stuff in the '90s kind of thing, and then uh, so it was really cool that him and I have kind of connected on Twitch. So you know he'll be on at the same time. Oh, uh, actually, he'll be on a little bit after me, and then. He'll stay on longer, so a lot of times we get done, and then we just go raid his channel and hang out over there. And you know he gives the love back to us all the time too. So that that's good people over there. 
Hells yeah, brother. We'll keep the pedal stomped, and I'm going to continue on with the show already in progress, my brother. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Peace out, brother. Damn, thanks again, Jay. Dude, what a blast. And uh, certainly, I know you guys had a blast. And again, I wasn't able to make it this year, but I'll be back up next year. Really love the region. I enjoyed going back in 2019. So congratulations. Go check out the hashtag, as I mentioned. Now, uh, additional scene updates. I noticed uh, Shulman was going to be rolling hard going up to the Good Guys show, taking a couple, uh, actually three of his classic vehicles he recently picked up in Impala. I saw that, of course, he's always got a couple of Cadillacs in the fleet, so pretty cool stuff. I know um, this is a fantastic weekend for a car show. Many parts of the the country, I kind of tend to forget, like this is the kickoff of summer, and I'm like, man, we've been at summer for months, but yeah, here in Florida at least, but in a lot of parts of the country, you guys are going to be out uh, boating, hot rodding, doing stuff with the family. So whatever you do, you know, definitely have a good time, including, as I mentioned, Shulman up at the uh, Good Guys. I think it's the Good Guys National. Now, we, of course, want to, you know, pay tribute to uh, Memorial Day, which is Monday this year. It's Monday, May uh, 31st. And uh, many of us look at it as a holiday weekend, right? Like I just mentioned, and it is absolutely for uh, you know, many of us that might have a position or a job where we're closed on national holidays w- want to always remind folks Memorial Day, which was back in the day called uh, Decoration Day, is a federal holiday in the U.S. for honoring and mourning military personnel who uh, perished in the performance of their military duties while serving in the United States Armed Forces. The holiday is observed on the last Monday of May. The holiday was formally observed on May 30th from 1868 to 1970. But I often, uh, I think we all, we, you know, we all know what Memorial Day is for the most part, but I do think sometimes people will misconstrue it a little bit with Veterans Day. So, you know, that's later in the year, of course. But, you know, to all of the folks that have lost family or obviously, um, you know, maybe had parents or, or anyone in your family that were lost in the line of duty. Certainly, we mourn them on Memorial Day uh, this Monday. So uh, we're thankful for the freedoms we have here. And uh, everyone be safe uh, this holiday weekend. Now, continuing the scene updates, which is, by the way, brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. I'd like to remind everyone, you can go to garagegearclothing.com and you can order. They have free shipping in the U.S., They also are on TikTok and amazing content that Lonnie continues to drop on YouTube. You just have to go out and search Garage Gear Clothing. Now, from a print media standpoint, the uh, new street trucks did arrive. I had mentioned, I think, last week that I was going to cover a little bit more uh, with this one. This is technically the June 2021 issue. Of course, it says mini truckers only on the front Northwest Cruise and then it has the 88 to 98 that I mentioned. Uh, there's, of course, extended cab. Uh, Phil Gordon shot uh, extended cab Chevy 1500 Silverado in here. You've got some new ads, which I always like seeing. So, um, you know, that's pretty cool. Uh, they're keeping it fresh. You had NSRA Southwest Winter Nationals. Of course, I mentioned Orange Beach Invasion in this issue. But, you know, you have a cover truck that's a little bit different. It's called Under Pressure. Uh, Joe Greaves 
actually shot it, which is cool. Joe is an OG. I mean, literally an OG in the scene. So you have a little bit different of a mix. Uh, you have a truck that was like basically shot at someone's uh, house. It looks like three car garage, and it talks about Mel White from Boynton Beach, Florida, understands the methodical approach to success. And um, so that's pretty cool. That's the cover story. And again, uh, someone here from Florida. So kind of cool to see something a little bit different. Uh, you got some good tech articles. Uh, I really enjoyed the mini trucks only Northwest Cruise to the Pines 2020. And uh, obviously there's the X-rated 59 Apache. Uh, that's what it says, naughty by nature. So pretty cool stuff. And... Um, War at the Wharf, I had mentioned that one last time. Uh, trucks battle it out at Orange Beach Invasion. That's War at the Wharf on page 114. So highly suggest that you go out there and subscribe to Street Trucks. You could just Google subscribe or you know you go to the grocery store, bookstore. You're going to have one of those little cards fall out. Support the scene, man. Even if you don't collect them, it's cool to read them, pass them on. Maybe give it to a younger kid, uh, someone that may be showing a little bit of um, uh, interest. In the truck scene. Now, in addition to that, you got All Time Low magazine, and uh, you can go to atlmagazine.com. And this one's cool because it's more homegrown. Uh, you guys know that we talk about All Time Low magazine all the time. But when you go to atlmagazine.com, you can actually order the new issue. It's issue 28. And there's also a subscription that you can pick up. Now, it is basically a six-issue subscription because they're bi-monthly, and they have individual issues available. Now, I know some of you are going to go out there and go, wow, man, you know the price is kind of on the rise and things like that, but this magazine is thick, and it has a lot of high-quality photos and features, okay? Uh, you have Sketchies. Basically, you know, we love Sketchies and their family. You know, we've had Carly on and, and you know, all the the great family. Got a chance to hang out with them at LST. You know, they've got their new Forerunner that they produced. But on the cover, you also see the Toyota, which was our old school mini of the year last year. And then you have Carly's amazing Ford pickup. So, you know, very cool. You've got the, the title Family Ties on it. And then, of course, on the back, a couple of local trucks here, even to me, the Isuzu's. And then the lower portion of the back, you've got the the S-Series, and then you've got the hard body. So issue 28, which is technically the May 2021, I think is uh, is what it states. And it's available only at atlmagazine.com. We get a lot of questions all the time about, hey, can I buy it elsewhere? Really, the answer is no. It's directly from them at atlmagazine.com. Rarely, you'll get an opportunity to maybe see them at a show where they're vending and uh, that, of course, you know, is dependent upon a lot of things. But uh, we love our all-time low magazine and uh, big ups to them. So that's kind of it from the print media side that I got to cover right now. The digital media, I did want to mention that Street Trucks, they did give us that um, unique opportunity to shoot the show coverage for Made to Steel show that we're coming off of a couple of weeks ago. If you go on streettrucksmag.com, you'll get a chance to see that um, yours truly so again, thank you to them for the opportunity. They have the uh, top 10 trucks made a steel show 2021. So a little bit of a, a montage of the uh, cover there that they put together. And then you, of course, have uh, a little bit of a write-up that I did and a bunch of vehicles. 
a mix of a 54 Suburban, newer full-size Chevy, Nissan Titans, mini trucks, you name it. There's a lot of cool stuff out there. So uh, thanks to Street Trucks for the continued support. And you will be seeing this show in print. So uh, big ups to the team over there. And, and thank you to everyone that came out to Made a Steel show and showed some love. To Tank and Jeremy uh, for what they do. We're looking forward to the show next year. Now, uh, from Facebook and Instagram perspective, I know I had a few things I had saved and I love on Instagram, you could tap that little logo, um, that little icon in the lower right of a photo, and you can save it. And uh, that helps me a lot. But uh, I want to thank Josh Ellis for uh, he, you know, taking some video and photos when we were at uh, the Southeast Mini Nat show. So thanks for posting that stuff and doing some of the reels, man. Uh, really means a lot, so I appreciate that. And um, man, just seeing all the different projects that keep popping up. I know, um, you know, there's been some Cadillacs that have recently came out and, and got finished and just the, the people that I've been meeting on Instagram and finding these accounts and seeing the sick stuff they're into. Uh, there's a guy, uh, the dub guy that I just uh, came across and I think he uh, is local here. He's in St. Pete and he's just got this super sick slammed VW uh, transporter type van, I guess they call them. And I mean, just awesome stuff. So that's what I love about Instagram, man. I'll find people that have that same like interest. And, uh, dude, love seeing all the, the badass projects. Now, from Facebook standpoint, uh, here's a few that I noticed. Uh, this was from Craig Frazier had mentioned that he had been vacationing in Hawaii. Previous guest, obviously, of Cal Concepts, Air Syndicate. And he had mentioned that he's working on his new book, uh, he had over. He says he had over a thousand words in that day alone. Stay tuned. Self-publishing this one, so pretty cool stuff. Can't wait to read that one. I know he's no stranger to having uh, published content in the past. Uh, Tony Moore, I mentioned with JB or DJ Mays. I had mentioned that uh, he obviously had that pretty cool post from Asphalt Army talking about relaxing in the park. David DeCorver had a very similar post talking about relaxing, talking about the uh, absolute blast that he had. He got to see a lot of great people out there. Uh, Eddie Gordy had went out, um, and he hit up Spring Slam 2021, so we didn't really get a chance to talk a lot about that one. It kind of just creeped up quick, but uh, congratulations to everyone that went out there. It uh, looks like he won a cool skateboard, not just a skate deck. It has trucks. It has wheels, and, uh, man, the truck cookies and cream always looks fantastic. Uh, a couple more. I saw that uh, Billy Bob had uh, said that he had a great weekend at Salt Lake City. Uh, good guys riding customs uh, show. And of course, I saw that the, you know, that was going on. I know Ken Diggett was out there. They were rolling deep, but uh, pretty cool to see, you know, his truck's getting a lot of love and, and congratulations to him. And then lastly, for the scene updates, I know Greg Miller had posted this, and I mentioned it briefly at the tail end of last week's episode, but, man, this new shirt that they came out with, that makes three. I'm hearing that there could be another one in the works. We'll talk to Greg about that next week, but, dude, it's got Chad's Crew Cab Mini that was in our booth at Mini Nats, that it has the classic Toyota Tacoma Extended Cab, Cab Plus, that uh, has all the graphics on it with the dogs sitting in it, so... Epic, epic, truly epic artwork, and this is year 19 for Scraping the Coast. And again, as I mentioned, Scraping the Coast, that's S-C-R-A-P-I-N, thecoast.com. Uh, I can't wait to get out there, man. It's going to be a fantastic time this year. 
So those are some of the scene updates. And again, this this is brought to you by Garage Gear Clothing. You got free shipping, one of the only brands that I know of in our scene that offer free shipping in the U.S. Get out there, check it out, garagegearclothing.com. Now, the key show updates. So I kind of talked about scraping earlier. We're super excited about that. We got about a month until that show. From there, we are going to be at Southern Tradition. So Southern Tradition is a two-day show. It's the 10th and 11th of July. And this one's cool because it's in Canton, Georgia. So uh, if I look up the uh, address, it's like Brown Industrial Parkway. Okay. So I can't even say the River Park name because it's like E-T-O-W-A-H. I always mess that one up. But we went up there last year. We had a great time. The good thing for us is the drive isn't too crazy. I mean, obviously, to get out of Florida, we're three and a half. And then we've got a little bit of a drive, but it's one that it's manageable. If we get out of town on Friday at a good time, we can get up there. And uh, it's just a great venue. So to Waka and all of his club mates, friends, family that helped throw the show, man, congrats to them. Uh, they are on Instagram, Southern Tradition Show. Uh, of course, on Facebook is really where it all goes down. But you can get out there. You can check it out. And uh, there's going to be more information coming, but we've got a lot of love for these guys, and the show that they throw is top-notch. It's really fantastic. So we will roll in here in just a minute. We'll talk, uh, obviously, to Aaron Combs about the show this weekend, so you know we'll let him hit on that. But uh, Bayou Showdown is really the other big show that we want, want to put out there, kind of the X, uh, you know, the line in the sand. And Bayou Showdown is a show that's every November – and this is going to be in Slidell, Louisiana. You can go out and uh, search Bayou Showdown on Facebook. That's really where you're going to see the majority of the information and updates for this one. We're looking forward to it. It's a great show. There's a good mix of low riders, full-size trucks, minis, you name it. But it's Bayou Showdown. That's going to be in November. And then lastly, I just want to hit on Lone Star Throwdown. So Lone Star Throwdown 2022 is going down next February. Of course, it's going to be the 11th anniversary. We love this show. It's one of our favorite shows that we go to every year. And we got to get Lonnie and Radar to update LoneStarThrowdown.com because the timer's not up yet. We need the days. We need the hours. We need the minutes. Damn, we need the seconds, okay? But just know we'll be the first to break to you guys that uh, the pre-registration or when that opens, we will let everyone know. There's obviously um, so much to offer at this event, and we always look forward to Lone Star Throwdown 20, uh, 20 whatever, but next year's going to be 2022. All right, so let's roll into the audio with Aaron Combs, and we'll talk a little bit about this weekend. Hey, hey, as I mentioned, we're going to cut away here with some audio from Mr. Aaron Combs. Dude, Aaron, welcome back to the podcast. How you doing? Good. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, man. You're no stranger to the podcast. I recently mentioned... It was awesome getting a chance to uh, meet you at Southeast Mini Truck and Nats. The last time we had you on, um, you know, we talked about the show that you guys have had going for a long time. So uh, why don't you kind of reinforce the show and kind of maybe cover any of the key things you wanted to, man? Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, it was uh, nice to meet you down there at uh, Southeast Mini Truck and Nationals. Uh, you know, it was the first time we have uh, ever met face to face. I know we've always texted and uh, talked on the phone about uh, mini truck and stuff. But um, yeah, it was nice to meet you. Um, our show is uh, Dropped and Destroyed. It's this uh, weekend, May 29th and 30th. Uh, 
We are at Melanie Lake in Uniontown, Ohio, which is a, uh, it's not a lake for boats, but it's a, a man-made lake for um, the community to go swimming. And uh, it's been around for many years. Uh, my family and I used to go there in the 80s for uh, family reunions. So just a, a nice place in the community that attracts a lot of people. Um, it's just, I don't know, I was just driving by there. I saw the place and uh, I thought, you know, we can move the show here. It looks like a great place um, for families. You know, it's got, it's got the it's got the lake. It's got some sand around it for kids to play in. And then it's got grass, some pavilions, just an awesome location. Excellent. And, you know, dropped and destroyed. Uh, keep me honest. This is the 18th annual event, right? Yeah. Um, actually, I mean, it would actually be the 17th. Uh, last year would have been the 17th in 2020. But um yeah, who's counting? Who's uh, counting 2020, man? Yeah, I, I, I know. <laughs> I know. So we just we just kind of jumped over, it, and then we jokingly said Saturday, so, um, Saturday uh, the 29th is dropped and destroyed 17. Yes, and Sunday is dropped and destroyed 18. I like how you roll. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, you're like, hey, yeah. you got to pre-register for Saturday, and they come back Sunday. You're like, nope, you got to pay again. No, just kidding. No, just no, kidding. No, 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 just kidding. No, 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 no. But we'll do that too. No. <laughs> yeah. So May uh, 29th and 30th, uh, which is you know obviously I know we're a little bit late trying to highlight this one, but uh, wanted to make sure we did because we want also people to know the awareness there in Uniontown, Ohio, that if for something happens where they can't make it this year, you know, just know there's, there's still a presence there in Ohio. Uh, a lot of good kinfolk, a lot of different clubs. What are you most excited about with uh, dropped and destroyed uh, this, you know, coming up this weekend? Uh, the most important thing is uh, seeing everybody that uh, we haven't seen in two years. Um, you know, a lot of Ohio people, we haven't gotten the chance to, you know, kind of get out last year. Um, there was another show, but, um, you know, we, we usually get out more, but, um, it's been a while since we've seen everybody. And to me, that's the the most important thing is everybody is finally able to get out and enjoy a car show. Oh yeah. Yeah. We're starting to get back to a little bit of normalcy. I know in Florida, we've been kind of wide open. I've joked about that a little bit on the podcast, but like I went to a, a, a Wawa is a big uh, gas station down here. Like you guys have sheets and you know, yep. each kind of region and state I think has different stuff, but you know, walked in today, they had a sign that was like, Hey, masks are not required. That was like kind of the first sign I've seen. And then going in, it was like, nobody really had masks on. And I was like, all right, you know, kind of feeling a little bit normal. Cause it's been weird, you <laughs> know, like it's weird for me to go into a gas station and like not, you know, not have it. Cause you know, we've been so used to that stuff, but yeah, to your yes, point, yeah. I mean, we are starting to get back to a little bit of um, normal life. Yeah, we have a. Um, there's a couple of places here in town where you don't have to wear a mask, and I felt a little uncomfortable the other day because I was the only one, and I'm just used to it. Uh, and I'm, you know, I'm talking to an employee, and I said, "Do I have to wear a mask?" He says, "No." And so, uh, there still are a couple of places here that require you to have a mask on. Um, you know, re restaurants are one. You know, maybe some stores, but not a lot of them up here anymore. So we're uh, breaking that cycle. Yeah, good good stuff. Now, uh, Dropped and Destroyed again. The thing that I have always enjoyed about the photos, the show coverage, is that there's a good mix of vehicles. And on that show flyer, uh, you can go on Instagram. It's D-R-O-P-T. 
uh, dropped and then out calm. So dropped out calm on Instagram. And when you look at the show flyer, you see the mix, right? You got the old Thunderbird, or excuse me, you have yep. the old uh, Thunderbird, you have the yes. Chevy like 3100, and then the Isuzu. You guys do st- continue to get a good mix of vehicles, from my understanding. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, it is. We, we have 40 classes, so we still go with the classes. And uh, for all 40 of those classes do fill up. Yeah, I, I would say maybe 36 of them sh- uh, fill up. And, um, but we, we just get, it's open to everything and there's a good mixture of stuff, you know, lifted, lowered, um, older, newer, you know, just it's, it's everything. And I, and I think that's why, you know, a lot of people enjoy the show because it's all ages, you know, all ages out there, you know, can, can come to this show and have a good time. Yeah. There's 40 wild and mild classes. So I kind of like how you keep that old school spin to it. Yes. Uh, you got yes. a lot of coverage of course out there, including some of our friends at all time low magazine. Are yes. there any yep. key, you know, kind of overarching title sponsors that you would want to thank that have, you know, stuck, stuck with you guys even through the crazy pandemic year that we've had. Oh man. That we have, we have a lot of, a lot of great sponsors off the top of my head as uh, summit racing has donated the, uh, 15 drawer toolbox that we will give away to uh, somebody that, you know, uh, registers at the show. Um, so everybody that registers for the show gets a chance to win this toolbox. Um, so that, you know, we, it's awesome that we were able to get that. And uh, our pinstriper Chuck Foltz with outlaw pinstriping, he pinstriped the toolbox for us uh, as well as the best of show awards. Um, but yeah, those are two, uh, two companies that uh, really helped us out this year um, with doing a couple uh, amazing, um, you know, opportunities. Good. And, you know, next year, you know, remind us ahead of time and, you know, Mike and I will do whatever we can to help as well. It seems like, you know, last year we were fortunate that we did get a chance to still go to a lot of shows and depending on which part of the region people were in, you know, some of the homies out in California, we're like, man, we went to like two or three shows, you know, and that was like LST and Orange Beach Invasion. And like, that was it. Maybe scraping if they drove out. But, you know, now like we're already like thrust into this full show season. And I was looking at the calendar today and I'm like, damn, man, there's a lot of shows already gone. Before you know it, like we're getting ready to roll into June, right? So the year's yes. halfway over. So just remind us next year, you know, it was great. Like I said, meeting you at Mini Nats. Uh, you've got, you know, obviously a lot of, um, you know, rich kind of history and in, in, in knowing your stuff with trucks. And I always enjoy chatting with you uh, yeah. and exchange of posts and stuff. You know your stuff. But, you know, we want to do whatever we can to help people. And, you know, you've always been there to support us. And we appreciate you, Aaron. Yes. Th- yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. We'll see how the show goes this year. You know, and then, you know, like to get into uh, planning for next year as uh, soon as possible. Yeah, definitely. I met someone and... I do not remember the name. It may have been at Mini Nats. But uh, someone I recently met had told me that they had went to um, the Dropped and Destroyed show for like many, many, many years. And they're, I was like, oh, so you went to the, back when it was at the prison. They're like, oh, yeah, all mm-hmm. the time. And I can't remember. Hopefully the listener will remember and be like, oh, yeah, that was me. But it's cool to hear yeah. those stories because a lot of people did enjoy. When we had you on last time, I think you guys had – 
already peeled away from the prison, but you know, you had explained yes. a lot of that then, kind of just keeping it fresh and whatnot. Was it two years ago in 2019 you had it at the, at the same location? Uh, 2019 was at the, uh, the airfield. At an airport. Yes. Okay, the airport, yep. yeah. So then this yep. is kind of a new location, and it's technically the first year because last year with the COVID yep. pandemic. Yes, that's correct. Yep. Yeah, first year at this location. Got it. Okay, cool. Now, um, you want to give a, a shout out to your family or anyone? I, I'm sure you've got, you know, th- a lot of folks that help you out. But any any shout outs for the club and the family you want to throw out there? Oh man, we there. Well, I don't want to forget anybody. No, I so, know that's oh, the just, hard part, uh, <laughs> man. <laughs> there, there. I mean, there are there are so many. The, the just the staff that help with the show. I mean, we only have like 13 staff members that help with the show. So you know, it's kind of a small group. You know mm-hmm. that. That, that uh you know we we plan this show and uh you know sometimes they come up with some great ideas that better than than i can think of so that's always great but yeah there we've, we've got there's oh i just can't i just yeah thank them all thank yeah. them all thank everybody uh those that just um you know are coming out to the show to spectate those are bringing vehicles just anybody that um comes there to the location this weekend we thank them. Thank all of them. Cool. Yeah, because there's a lot of showgoers, a lot of enthusiasts. And, you know, I want – one of the reasons why, and again, I know, you know, you could look at it and say, oh, you know, it's a little late. I mean, I, I could have been able to plan. And, again, mm-hmm. you know, um, email us and, and keep in contact with us, like, early, you know, as we go into 2022. And we'll make sure we've got it on our calendar and all that fun stuff. But, you know, I want people to know that the scene there in that Midwest region – obviously you know the midwest is a very big area but like specifically in ohio there's there's a you know a lot of base of people that love going to shows whether it's hot rods low riders mini trucks you name it of course c10s um yes the yeah. the main hashtag that i think i see is like dropped d-r-o-p-t the letter n and then destroyed mm-hmm. dropped and destroyed um it seems yeah. like you know any photos that we post we'll continue to use that one from this weekend but man i know you're just excited about it uh, any last, you know, kind of closing, you know, comments from, you know, Dropped and Destroyed? I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the show. Excited to see everybody. Um, there is like one thing that I haven't really talked about yet was um, 20 years ago, we had a, um, a friend that had passed away. Wow. And the uh, his truck, he was working on his truck and uh, it fell on him. Man. So that was always a... That was always that was that was tough, and um, of course, I w- we were still in high school at that time. So, but um, it's been twenty years, and the truck has finally moved. So, um, we're I believe it's making um, its first show this weekend. So, super excited about that. A little bit of goosebumps when I first heard about it. I saw the truck in person, and. Uh, Whew, man, that's pretty tough. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's and what what was the there. homie's name, man? Uh, Brad Reese. Ba- Brad Reese. So, like, you're talking yep. like circa 2001, 20 years ago. Yes. It yep. was just a tragic accident. Oh yeah, it was it was horrible. Um, he was in the hospital there for many days in a coma, and um, you know, just from there, it was it was it was pretty rough. So, a lot of friends, um, a lot of family. The truck just sat. Um, it was on air ride, so you know, of course, that's why it, you know, just um, the the bag issue with the bag, and um, 
so now the air rides off and uh one of his really good friends the best friend (laughs) yeah um helped to get it together so yeah so he's he's got the truck now so he's getting it all uh worked up well good he's excited so yeah the boy was um brad was uh oh man was he 17 at the time so the truck will be there at the show. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, that's where. Yeah, he's getting it ready. So he's he said he'd like to get it there. Um, he's hometown, hometown boy. So, so he did have it at his um his shop the one day, and somebody drove by and and stopped and said, "Hey, is that Brad's truck?" Really? So people still people still know that truck. So it's it's cool. Is it? It was a it's a old uh, you know OBS um, stepside. And um, he actually bought it off of a, a, an older guy at that time. And uh, it was super nice. I mean, the, the engine had mirrors and stuff in it. So it would go, it was like, you know, in the, um, uh, like the World of Wheels Autorama shows. Yeah. So like, I mean, it was a nice truck. Um, when I did see it, uh, um, um, you know, last month, um, everything is still in the truck from when the last day he drove it. Wow. So nothing's changed on it except, you know, the air ride's been off of it. So, but well, it, nice it, it was Brad Reese and, yep. you know, rest in peace to the homie. Um, if we can get some information, you know, about him, you know, we'll make sure we post, you know, throughout, you know, uh, you know, uh, throughout the year or we'd love yeah, to, we'd yeah. love to highlight some more of him, but, it um, you know it's tough, man, because we have lost a lot of good people. I know there was yep. a guy back in the day from Acro that was, a, I think, an electrician, and you know yeah. he was a guy that always come to mind. And we posted a little bit there, and uh, we uh, the audio that people are going to hear with Jonathan Hawkins. You know, we'll mention Courtney's passing, which was yes. you know unfortunately yeah. ten years ago this July. So you know, for us, it's important, as you know, the rich heritage that this scene has. We want to make sure we highlight and keep those memories going. So. It means a lot, uh, Aaron, that you would share that with us. So thank you, man. And yeah, we, we wish welcome. the friends and family and everyone, you know, go by and check out the truck and, and make sure they hashtag dropped and destroy. That way we can all see it and, you know, curate those posts. And then we'll reshare definitely some of that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, great. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and we got to get you back on at some point, you know, when the time's right. I know you've got uh, a lot of magazines, and we always have a good time talking about, you know, the old school stuff. And, you know, it's kind of funny to hear, like, you were in high school 20 years ago, give or take, because, <laughs> you know, you're even a little younger than I am. So it's cool that, you know, someone like you is, uh, you know, that passionate about the scene. And obviously, we saw you down in Maggie Valley this mm-hmm. year, which was just an un- unreal show, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a great, great show. Great time. Um it was just, I'm just, you know, that, that was exciting to get to because, you know, we haven't been able to go to anything yes, and then we yep. can still go, but you know, how far did you want to travel to, to get away from certain restrictions? Yes. Um, so that, that was, that was a great time. It was a good time. Yeah. You got away for a little bit. So, but uh, again, thanks for always looking out. It's Aaron Combs, uh, one of the kind of the leaders, the guys behind dropped and destroyed. We want to make sure that everyone knows about this awesome event if you can't make it this year and you're in that region, certainly pencil it in. I mean, we pretty much know it's going to be going down next May. But, you know, Aaron, when the time's right, we'll get you back on. And then going into next year, let's make sure that, uh, we, you know, we'll make sure we got all the information. Any way we can help you guys, uh, we certainly appreciate it. Yes, thank you very much. Yes, sir. Have a good one. And then we're back to the audio already in progress.
Yo, so thank you so much, Aaron, dude. Awesome. Super excited for Dropped and Destroyed. We're looking forward to seeing some of those photos. Now, the Key Show Updates is brought to you by our family at the West Coast Influence. If you want to pick up a Blu-ray or DVD that ties in, it's like a mini trucking documentary, you can do that. You just have to go to minitruckfilm.com. Yes, it's a real website. Order the Blu-ray, order the DVD, and let Radar know that OLP sent you. All right, so we're going to roll into the podcast updates and a couple things. We have got all of the Back to the Future to the Pleasure Paradise. All of that is locked in, okay? As we say, four to six weeks for shipping. We are anticipating in the next two to three weeks basically having the gear. And if all goes well, we will ship that out ahead of Scraping the Coast. Now, if you use the STC code for free shipping... We'll, of course, deliver the order to the show. You didn't pay shipping. Super simple. You know how that goes. But just know we will blast out an email and post it on Facebook when we get the notification that it's going to mail to us, right? That way it kind of gives you like, hey, man, okay, cool. They're going to have it soon. Mike and Shannon, they do a lot of work to bag and tag, as we call it, and also fold, fold, bag, and tag all of those shirts, and then get those out. So if all goes well, uh, we love working with Graphic Disorder. We have told you guys many, many, many times they make life easy. If you're in the um, the world of selling merchandise or needing artwork for a show, dude, look no further. Literally save yourself aggravation. Save yourself time. Graphicdisorder.com, just how it sounds. Email them. Email Brant, he'll get back to you. They do everything through email. They make life easy, okay? So get out there, and uh, if you need something, hit up Graphic Disorder. But I say all that because, again, we're super excited for this one. We've got a few new things that will come out exclusive at shows only that will be uh, available at Scraping the Coast. So if you're in the area, you best come down, man, because we're going to bring – you thought we brought the heat already? Dude, we're coming straight, dude, straight off the top ropes, man. Ladder match, fence match, whatever you want to call it, cage match. Uh, dude, we're coming, we're coming crazy, okay, crazy. So, again, thanks to all the support. We appreciate everyone out there. Now, as I go into iTunes, yeah, iTunes is kind of still a thing on the Mac. Uh, I go out there. It's actually Apple Podcasts if you got the newer software, but. Whenever I go to iTunes and I look at the ratings and reviews, I'm always blown away by how many people take a moment. And we have 235 five star reviews, and uh, it makes it it just adds kind of fuel to the fire for what we're doing. The last one we got is from Acro Adam. We read that one, but we just want to thank you guys. If you take a moment, if you've got an iPhone, like many of you do, that's what the data shows us. You guys listen on iPhones or iPads. Go into that pre-installed podcast app, tap on library, select OLP, and scroll down, 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 all the way down, tap the five stars, and if you got an extra minute, tap on write a review. You could tap it in right there on your phone. I, you know, some people say write it, you know, write a review. You know, tap it in, right, because we're on our iPhones or we're on whatever device, and uh, go ahead and tap that review in, five stars hopefully, and then boom, write something Type something, and boom, we'll read it on a future episode. So uh, definitely appreciate all the support, and um, 
just know we're going to keep the pedal stomped to the floor. You know how we do. Okay, and those are the podcast updates, and this is brought to you by Joey at Get Decked. Oftentimes, we're asked, how do I get my shirt on a, or my truck on a shirt? Well, guess what? How do I get my truck on a skate deck? That's easier. You go to Joey at Get Decked. You just go on Facebook and type in two words, Get Decked. And if you've ever wanted to put like your man or your woman, your significant other's awesome vehicle on said item that you can hang up or maybe the kid wants to skateboard with his dad's truck on it or mom's car or whatever, you can do it. You just got to go to Get Decked, hit up Joey. He's on Instagram as well. And he will get you taken care of. He'll do minimum orders as low as one. So there's no fear that, hey, you know, I only want one or two of these. That's fine. Joey at Get Decked will take care of you. Okay. So going back to our Airhead Nation updates, uh, you know, we try to highlight different things. And obviously, the last year, year and a half has been real tough for a lot of people. Uh, this one is with Heavy Hearts that uh, Chuck Healy, a recent guest of ours, man. He said that I never thought the day would come when I had to say goodbye. You were tough and never let anything hold you down or get in the way. And he goes on to say at the bottom, Mom, I miss you. So to Chuck Healy, you know, we're sorry for your loss. He's got the obituary on there. And um, it's not easy. So when you see your homies or your friends or club mates and they're going through some stuff like this, you know, uh, you know, post a positive comment. Let them know that you're thinking of them. Send them a text. Give them a call. Whatever you do, uh, just let them know that uh, that you're thinking of them, especially in these tough times. Uh, Brian Bo- uh, Bochamp said, my dad would be 65 today. He loved potato soup, so that's what I made for dinner, and he posted that just uh, earlier this week. So, you know, again, uh, even if someone just recently lost someone, you, you think about some people, man, five years, 10 years, 20 years goes by, doesn't always, uh, you know, make it any easier. So those were the Airhead Nation updates for this week. And, of course, Airhead Nation updates are brought to you by Hammered Weekend Wear. <laughs> you know, oftentimes Hank gets a little crazy, but Hank's calling on everyone's help. He said, look, we're out here on this U.S. tour. We need your help. We need to be able to get home, man. We need fuel money, okay? But guess what? They're not asking for anything for free. They're just asking that you go to Hammered Weekend Wear, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com and make a purchase okay let them know olp sent you put a funny comment in there for hank let them know man hank we're rooting for you brother and you just know when you go out to products they have everything from hats tees shorts accessories banners of course stickers and so much more love their new uh, items they recently went on pre-sale with uh technically you, uh, I don't think you can go out there and order those right now, but man, the the Total Domination, amazing shirt, and then the Electric Avenue, killer stuff, always coming up with badass concepts. It's Hammered Weekend Wear, H-A-M-M-E-R-D, weekendwear.com. All right, so I've been skipping this one since Mike's not here to hold me down. Going back to the throwback term of the week. And this one, a little bit of a spin on it. I've had a couple the last few weeks. Like I was going to throw a candy bar phone out there. And then you guys would have been like, what? 
I mean, remember, candy bar phones were hot for a minute, man. I mean, the Nokia, who didn't have the Nokia? I mean, damn, I got this little snake game on my iPhone now. I don't really play games. It's kind of like a widget, though. But you can tap on it, and you can actually play the old snake. Remember that one? It was like just that little, you just hit up, down, you know, that kind of stuff. And you just avoid the walls, right? I mean, little stupid stuff like that. But <laughs> the candy bar phones, right? Now we've all got iPhones and, and, and Pixels and Samsung Galaxies. Now they're talking about they're going to bring in foldable phones, man. I'm like, I don't know, man. The clamshell phones are cool. Man, I was rocking that. I don't know if I need a phone that can fold. Like, I just don't want to crack my screen, and I'm good. You know, I don't need, like, a $300 screen replacement, man. I just need a phone with a good screen, a good camera, and, uh, you know, keep keep us maybe, maybe a little bit of 5G in there. But seriously, Candy Bar Phone, that was one I was going to use recently. So that's a bonus. But this throwback term, again, a little bit of a spin, and it's Easter Spring Splash. Okay, and you're probably thinking, eh, what's the tie-in here? Well, we're technically still in May, and May of 98, Easter Spring Splash was celebrating their 10th anniversary. I recently posted some cool photos I thought were pretty awesome. We got a lot of cool uh, comments on them. And I got to thank the homie Brian Miller. He's a XZIST artist on Instagram. And uh, he posts some really cool stuff. We partnered with him in the past uh, to kind of share some of the photos that he took over the years. And uh, when we shared the Easter Spring Splash photos, a lot of memories conjured up from some of the OGs and people in the West, man. The 10th anniversary of the show was May 8th through the 10th of 98. I seemed to like feel like I was there because I always remember reading Mini Trucking and seeing the coverage, the hot colors of all the different trucks. I mean, a lot of high-profile builds there. You know, like Robert K's 94 Mitsubishi Mighty Max, dude. Amazing, a lot of cover vehicles. And uh, to me, it just represents a great time in our era of mini truck and so uh, I've been out there uh, posted a couple of photos under the spring splash 1998 and we'll continue to do that of course Easter spring splash as well um, if you tap on Easter spring splash you'll see a few more including back the epic photo that I shared uh, Easter spring splash of 1990 this was one of the the coolest photos ever that I've seen at a show, but you got to tap on the hashtag. I'm not going to give it away. It's actually from Truckin' of July of 1990. So, um, you know, I think over the years, maybe the dates shifted a little bit from like more around the March, April timeframe, like Easter is probably where it got its, you know, name. But in this year, at least Easter Spring Splash 90, it ran in Truckin' July of 1990 issue. And man, it's an epic truly epic photo and of course Brian McCormick the OG shot it so uh, much more to come hopefully in the future talking about that amazing show but just to remind everyone it was voted into the mini truck hall of fame in 2019 so uh, big ups to all that were involved in that epic show and that awesome run that they had the throwback term of the week is brought to you by our family at Colorado Custom Wheels I don't always endorse a brand or a shop because you just never know sometimes, right? You never know, hey, am I going to have the same experience they do? Well, listen, I'm here to tell you, Colorado Custom Wheels, they give the same high-level quality service 
to the guy that's spending the most money and maybe the lady that's spending the least amount of money. They pride themselves on quality customer service, including the best billet shine in the scene. So get out there. I mean, really the industry rather, but get out there. Go to coloradocustom.com. They're on social media, and they support the scene. Colorado Custom, whether you need a rearview mirror, some billet wheels, including one-offs, or maybe a custom steering wheel, they will take care of you. Michael and team, coloradocustom.com. All right, lastly, I can't believe I got through all of this crazy stuff in a short amount of time. See, you know, Mike, man, dude, I mean, he's slipping again, dude. So, I mean, maybe you guys are going to have to tune it. You're going to have to chime into the Facebook group, Airhead Nation. I mean, does the show flow better without Mike? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, we, we at least got to get a poll going, you know. Does it flow better without Mike or – is ODB really just caught up with the big head and uh, he just needs to, you know, simmer down? Maybe that's maybe that's the case. But what's trending in social media? Man, there's a lot going on in social media. I know uh, the Warriors got knocked out of the NBA. I know my wife's Penguins got knocked out of the NHL. I know the Lightning are on the rise and they're killing it <laughs> right after – I mean, the Bucks won the Super Bowl last year with you know many of you guys as boy Tom Brady. I know Mike's boy, but this one I had to post. I was going to mention this, um, or I had to bring this up. I was going to mention this about a week ago. Man arrested for riding in the back seat of his driverless Tesla gets out of jail, buys a new one, does it again. Okay, this was Business Insider, so reputable, you know, news site, and they just talk about. I can't even say the guy's name. Like Param Sharma said, he is quote very rich end quote and will keep buying Teslas as his cars are impounded. And I just think to myself, like, how stupid are people? Like, cool, does it have that feature where, like, okay. You know, you can maybe take your hands off the wheel and you're watching. And, you know, I don't know. I've never ridden in one. But, dude, like, seriously, you know, your car's getting impounded and you're, like, so cool that you're just like, I don't care. I'm going to buy another one and I'm going to keep doing it. Like, literally, if you're that rich, pay someone to sit in the front seat and all the, they, don't, they could put the driverless bullshit on and then – just let the car drive. Like, I mean, you could put, you could hire Hank, right, from Hammered Weekend Wear. I guarantee Hank, you hire him, you know, maybe maybe a couple grand a week under the table, and he could just sit there, then you're good to go. You know what I mean? Now, the one thing about Hank is, like, he's maybe not always coherent. So, maybe you do want to have, you know, someone that's a little bit more responsible than Hammered Hank. You know, no offense to, you know, the, the Hammered, you know, crew, but... In all seriousness, man, like, really, dude, like, with everything going on in the world, like, you're so cool that, you know, you've got the $10,000 advanced driver assistance system, and you just got to be that guy. I don't know, man. But that's what was trending in ODB's mind. So I want to thank All Time Low Magazine for the continued support of this amazing scene that we're a part of, ATLmagazine.com. As I mentioned earlier, you can buy individual issues. Now, the price has ticked up a little bit, like so many other things in the world. Things are costing, unfortunately, right now, a little bit more money. But you can get out there. You can order an individual issue or get the subscription. 
let them know that OLP sent you. I think that's it. So we heard from Barbaglia. We heard from Aaron Combs. Now we are going to roll into the audio with Jonathan Hawkins. Big ups to the homie. ODB, stay on the rise. Be safe this Memorial Day weekend. And don't forget the reason why we have this amazing weekend that kicks off the summer for many of us due to the folks that gave the ultimate sacrifice during their time in the service. Rest in peace to all of those folks. America, and be safe, y'all. Peace. Yo, yo, as I mentioned with Biggity Mike the Mayor earlier, we got the big homie, Jonathan Hawkins. Man, my brother, what's going down? What's up, everybody? Hey, man. Some might remember we had you do like you cut a little promo for us. I forget if we were at what show we were at, and you cut this little promo. And I always thought like you would be a great guest. We've had you on the list, and you know you've been going to shows a long time. And I want to talk about all that stuff. But why don't you introduce yourself a little bit, Um, Jonathan Hawkins? You know, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get right into this, man. All right, of course. You you said my name, Jonathan Hawkins. Uh, Been in the scene for. Probably 22 years started way back in the 90s. Uh, forget what actual year started in the import scene and came over to the mini truck side and stuck to the mini truck side for the rest of the custom life here. <laughs> That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, you know, by today's standards. Uh, you know, I joke about this all the time. Like, you know, old school is considered. You know, you, I mean, you've been doing like in the NFL, like you're a rookie for year one. And then like you get into like four or five, six years, you're, you're a veteran dude that you know, in the, <laughs> right. <laughs> in the main truck scene, it's like, you know, you do 20, it's like, you know, you do like a 20 bid in prison, man. You're like, Oh gee, you know what I mean? You do a 20 bid in the mini truck scene or sport compact. You're, you're OG man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it makes you feel your age. <laughs> yeah, it does dude. And you know, one thing about you, I thought about this today, just kind of, you know, going through some of my notes is, man, every time I see you slap hands and, and, you know, uh, you're always out there with the camera. I want to talk about all that, but man, I've never seen you in a bad mood, dude. I'm like, you got this smile. You're always out there, you know, repping the scene. And, and man, it's like, I don't know, man. I don't think you ever get pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it takes a lot for me to, uh, to get pissed off. Yeah. You have to really hit my bad side. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm a really easygoing person, you know. Every pretty much everybody knows that. So uh, if you rub me the wrong way, I probably won't talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like I said, man, every time you guys see Jonathan at a show, man, you're like, "What up, man?" He's just gonna smile and he's gonna be like, "Yo, what's up, man?" And he's always out there with the camera. But uh, talk to us a little bit about because you know I don't know all this stuff. Like, where did you grow up and things like that. I grew up, I was born and raised in Sarasota, Florida, lived in Northport, Florida, up until middle school, moved into Charlotte County right next to Sarasota County, um, and lived here ever since. Man, I thought you were going to say for a second, born and raised in Compton. I was like, oh shit, no, oh, but wow. I mean, <laughs> no, no, but, but seriously, so, you know, you're, um, Floridian. I mean, it's, it's funny. A lot of people say there's not many of you, us around. I was born and raised in Florida, but, uh, that's pretty cool, man. Do you, could you ever imagine yourself living anywhere else? My wife and I, we've 
we've talked about going other places, but it's like, this is home. Um, you know, born and raised here. And a lot of people can't take the heat. We can. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, only place that I know of on Christmas Day, you got the AC blasting. If you want to go wash your car, I mean, the last few years, I mean, you could straight go out on Christmas Day and, you know, just rock outside because the weather is, is so awesome here, and that's what we love about it. But now, so you kind of mentioned the Sport Compact stuff, kind of getting in the late 90s. Uh, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what was the gateway for you? Was it a neighbor, a brother, a friend, someone at school that you saw that kind of gravitated you into the custom uh, automotive scene? Well, I had a bunch of group of friends around here uh, that were in the imports, and it was a little mix with imports and trucks, but mostly imports. So I got my first import, which was a 98 Corolla, um, which, which was actually a lease, and I cut up a lease. Nice, man. You were keep, <laughs> keeping it OG, man. <laughs> That's right. And I even turned that thing back in and took everything off of it that I could. <laughs> nice. Um, um, and got my truck. Uh, but... That's where I started and going to like hot import nights and all the big car shows that were actually cars. And then uh, from there, got into Gulf Breeze Customs Club here. Oh, yeah. Were, um, headed by Ed Eister. The Eister. Um, what a good dude, yes. man. <laughs> he is. He is. Um, that was the first club I was actually in. And I went from that club to where I'm at now in mini, mini madness in Tampa there. Got it. Yeah. And what was ironic is like around December 98 in mini trucking, they basically, you know, update their title and say, you know, mini truck, mini trucking and custom compacts. Right. That was like all the rage around that time. I know the homie Chuck dog, you know, he had his, his peach car. You had, even Euro Lowrider had spun off, right? And you had all that stuff going on. You had Tailgate, which we all love that mag, but then they spun off to high beams. And then, of course, yeah. you had kind of that mix of Lowrider, you know, with a lot of cool different, you know, styles under that uh, Lowrider umbrella. But then, you know, you, you had Street Source and, you know, other outlets that were starting to go, hey, man, the Sport Compact stuff is huge. We saw it at many truck shows all over. Like, did you. Did you find yourself reading mini trucking and, you know, go into the mini truck shows as well around that time? Oh, yeah. When I, uh, after a while going to the import car shows and getting in the Gulf Breeze, we, I started going to shows like uh, Blood Drag and then my first Slam Fest back in the 90s before I was in Mini Madness. I was still in Gulf Breeze. So that's where it kind of evolution to. Yeah, and if you're, you know, the listeners out there, if you want to check out Golf Breeze Customs, right, as a throwback on Instagram, you can type that in. They've got their little bio that says Breaking Necks since 89. And, you know, Jonathan's talking a little bit about that history. You know, that's a club that's been around a long time, as he had mentioned, uh, Mini Madness, which we'll talk more about. But, you know, you look back at some of the stuff that they've got and the members and, you know, uh, you know some of um, – I know uh, Eric. Uh, Eric's a good dude. He's in the club. He's got that awesome blazer. There's a lot of good yeah. dudes uh, in that club. And, you know, I remember going back, like even Will Collins, 
when Golf Breeze had mentioned that Will Collins had lost his uh, his battle with cancer, and uh, he had you know many different vehicles they had mentioned, and he had that one Nissan that I loved. I always saw it like a Blood Dragon stuff, but it's uh, how a lot of us. Uh, maneuvered through the truck and car scene you know we maybe had a smaller club we started in and things like that 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 was kind of the norm back then but you know for you you know you've been in two like kind of staple clubs uh, in Florida for a long time and you know how does that feel you know to to look back and see that like golf golf breeze customs is still rocking man it feels good um to see that and Ed posting up recently I think it was about a week ago about when the club started on the actual day Yes. And and it brought back all the like OG members that were in that club like way before I was. Oh yeah. And and seeing all the love and where everybody started. And uh he even posted a picture of me back then. I just showed my wife recently today. Hey, we're gonna have to show that one. And I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I'll have to share that with you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. And and I think when Ed had posted, because when I was doing one of the mini truck and flip throughs on uh, YouTube, which if you're if you guys aren't listening, or excuse me, if you're not following us on uh, our YouTube channel, go check it out. And uh, you know, we go through and uh, we do all these flip throughs. And I was doing one, and I recalled what you had mentioned because I think he had posted that it was like 30 years to the day that he joined. So back on May 15th, he had posted and said on May 16th, 91. 30 years ago, I joined the band of misfits, many truckers that I considered fam. And I tell you what, dude, that guy has the documentation, the photos and all that stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad to call the guy a friend. He's a good dude in the scene. We got to get him on sometime. Yo, yo, quick break for podcast identification. OLP is brought to you by our custom car show production family, which includes Scraping the Coast. And if you haven't heard, Scraping the Coast is June 25th. 26th, 27th in Biloxi at the Coliseum. Come on out. Rock with us this year. The show's going to be off the hook. There's cash prizes. Uh, there's awesome giveaways. And you can join the discussion, Scraping the Coast on Facebook, Scraping the Coast show on Instagram, and scrapingthecoast.com. Oh, by the way, did you see the new show shirt with too many trucks on it? A classic cover truck. And Chad Luke, my brother, our brother's amazing crew cab mini it's sure to be straight fire and it's sure to go quick on friday so get over to the booth buy some gear scraping the coast you know how we do back to the interview already in progress you're listening to our lifestyle podcast yeah he's a he's a really good dude and his uh i know the some of the local guys are still trying to get him get him to bring his truck that he still has out yeah, speaking of that, he needs to sell me that Mazda, man. Because, you know, like I told Ed, I said, dude, let me get the Mazda. We'll flip the script. We'll go at Mike Murray. Dude, we'll topple him to the ground, dude. Billet frame. You know, we're not we'll going to compromise. Like, we're going all in, dude. <laughs> put, put, put like a dancing bed on it and all kind of stuff. Yeah, I told Mike, you know, when we were at Southeast Mini Nats, which we love that show, right? I mean, Mini Nats was off the hook this year, and we got a chance to see schizophrenia. I said, Mike, you don't have a hair on your ass if you don't go after that guy. Dude, that dancing bed on that thing, I, I literally was like, dude, I felt like I was like at the carnival. Like in a good way. I'm like, dude, this thing is like literally like a carnival ride. It was that insane. Now, granted, you couldn't ride it, but I mean, just the show that it put on, I was like, holy hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that thing was really awesome to see. I haven't seen 
anything to that extent on a dancing bed and pyro and all that in a long time. Yeah, real deal. So, you know, kind of talking about the scene and your involvement in it, right? I, I know you and I have talked over the years and, you know, you went to some of the older school shows and stuff. So, like the Blood Drags and, and, and Slam Fest and things like that, were those some of the staple shows that you kind of felt like back in those days you were going to and taking your car? Yeah, took my first big show was Slamfest with my car, and I hit Slamfest and Blood Drag back and forth, and then I hit like other shows local. And I remember we drove out of out of state to go to Nopi Nationals in Georgia at the Speedway, um, where NASCAR is held in Atlanta, Georgia, a couple times too. Nice. Yeah. We went to the homies that we used to roll with back in the day, Nopi 99 and 2000. That, that's kind of some of the years it was big. And then my homie, Marlon Dunker, local guy, I think he went to, I want to say like Nopi 98. Well, you know what? It might have been two, might have been 2001 because he finished his truck in, I think like May of 2000. And then he maybe went like 2001 and Nopi. I forget. It was something like that. But yeah, man, Nopi was a big one back in those days too. Oh, yeah. Um, and then they started hitting all the local like drag strips. And when Fast and the Furious came out and got big, they started mixing the cars with the trucks and everything all together. Yes, exactly. I When we had went those few years, you know, seeing um, – we remember seeing the our first – I think it was the first time we saw uh, an S10 body dropped on 20s there. And, you know, it didn't have any interior, and you see these big wheel tubs, and the stuff was starting to get bigger, but you're just like, damn. And then it was like everybody was pushing the limit. But, you know, some people probably would have overlooked Nopi and been like, eh, I ain't going to that stuff, you know. I know uh, Chuck Dog and Big John Turner uh, from down south, you know, a lot of the local mini guys, they were going up there too. But I look back on it and say, man, those were some of the funnest times there were definitely a lot of mini trucks scattered throughout, but you also had stuff like I remember taking photos of a prelude that was laid out, I think probably on hydraulics, but it was a convertible, dude, and it was nicely done. So there was a lot of different stuff there. Uh, I remember seeing Brandon Burrell before I knew him. He was there in some of those, um, some of those like lo- kind of local clubs and stuff like that. But they were all kind of sprinkled throughout there, and I always had a good time, man, especially at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. I never had the opportunity to go even a few years before that where the guys had went. Um, I think it was a smaller venue, but like I think Bill Carlton and Extensive and those guys were out in some of those years. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember running into, as you said, Brandon Burrell. At, that's how I met him. Oh, wow. It had to have been at a, a Nopi show or Blood Drag, I think. And I was, you know, doing the photography thing, and he was a photographer too, so... Uh, that's how him and I linked up too. Yeah, and he's been doing it a long time. And you know, to think about, you know, you go back twenty, twenty-five years, and and you see all the people that got in around that time. There's a lot of us, and it's pretty cool to think back to those memories. I mean, I remember going to Blood Drag as well. Yeah, some of the cool photos I had there when I think it was at the community college early on, and it just man, there were a lot of the clubs like Acro, you know, early years. And, uh, you know, us rolling severed, I remember we, uh, we had gotten my truck back and it had just been body dropped by, uh, a guy, Matt Torgerson in the Orlando greater kind of Longwood area. And we drove it that 
I think he finished it like right around that end of January, and then we drove it down and uh, went to that blood drag. I think it was maybe the second blood drag, but it was kind of, I think the first big, you know, the big one, at least in my mind. And um, man, we just had such a good, you know, such a good time, you know, back in in that era. Yeah, back in uh, West Palm was the the crazy blood drag days, <laughs> and we were partying and uh, had a little too much going on at the hotels and the cops and all that good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, those were good times, man. And, you know, obviously we were a lot younger and stuff, but now, I mean, you're no stranger to traveling and going to shows. You know, how do you pick and choose these days with, you know, work and all that stuff? Like, you know, I see you at other shows outside of Florida, which, you know, I appreciate you supporting the scene, but how do you go about kind of going, Hey, this is where we're going to go. Uh, it's kind of, you know, I, I can't leave my regular job all the time because I still have to make that regular money until I, I can hopefully one day just travel and go from show to show. But uh, yeah. we usually, I usually try to pick the ones that I haven't been to that way like to hit up that look really good online and we just, um, I'll book it. And if I have to fly, I fly. If I, Drive a drive. Yep, yep, and that's what I've seen. Now, uh, talk to us a little bit about, so you mentioned the 98 Toyota Corolla. Were there other things that you've dabbled in as far as vehicles, or, you know, what's kind of, uh, you know, anything to add there? Um, I had that. Um, turned that in and got a, uh, traded in, actually, um, back in. Got a 2003 S10 that's being worked on right now, full frame, full build, everything. Yeah, I always thought that you had an S10, and um, man, the S10s you can't go wrong. What do you think um, you're gonna like most about like finishing a long term project? I'd, I'd be happy to get it done and drive it. And, um, <laughs> yeah. and my my, uh, my wife would like to go cruising with me in it. Actually, nice. you know, so it's 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 one of those deals. Like I make fun of them a little bit. I'm calling it a mini Mike, Mike Barsha build. Yeah. Uh, over the years so hopefully about another year or two it'll be roadworthy at least to drive around a little bit and then get final paint and everything yeah so, well dude i mean i mean i hate to say go back to the drawing board maybe you can build the billet frame and you know do like a stainless steel motor and you know i told mike murray he needs to do a cutaway engine and like chrome all the pistons and you know, kind of really go full tilt, man. But, you know, my, I don't know. Mike pretends he's listening, but, you know, sometimes I think he's is one in, in one ear out the other, you know? <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> so on your on your S10, is it, you know, extended cab, regular cab? Give us, you know, give us some of the lowdown besides, you know, what, what you mentioned so far. It's a uh, extended cab. It's going to be traditional body dropped on 20 or 22s. I haven't decided yet. Um, got a Toyota front end already modified on it. Nice Toyota front end. So you mean like the front suspension, or you're talking about you're talking about the front end, kind of like the little shot blazer. Kind of like the little shot blazer. Uh, ah, I've got okay. A, like a O one O two style Tacoma um, front end, like the, the actual hood. Yep. And the headlights, um, corners, um, not the bumper. But we're keeping the S ten bumper and modifying that, but. And I'm doing Honda Ridgeline taillights. Nice. Yeah, that's something different. 
Now, you might you might recall, some of the listeners may recall from the Florida area, Daniel Smith from Smith Works, uh, one of my brothers. Uh, he's done some stuff for me over the years. He's a good dude. He had his, I'm trying to go from memory, so hopefully Daniel's not like, oh, you got it wrong, but he had an S10 with the, G, I think the Jeep headlights on it, the, maybe the Cherokee. I'm trying to remember, but I remember seeing that there, and you know, you it's kind of crazy you're talking about like the Toyota front clip because remember when grafting front ends, I mean, that became such a big thing. Like Jimmy from Jimmy's Run and Customs, he had did that back in like the late 90s. Of course, there were some, you know, even before there was a yellow truck that had like the Mercedes front end on it. But, you know, when that stuff started getting big, I mean, people were like Mr. Pate heading this and that and, and doing the grafting on the front end. So you got to be uh, pretty stoked about that. Oh, yeah. Um, it, like you said, it was big there for a while. And recently I have not seen a lot of, big customization on the front end conversions. A lot of people just leaving stuff stock and changing a little bit on them, but yep. not one like full tilt, like out, like I, like I am on the front and the back and everything. Yeah. And I've never put a lot of thought to it, but I do almost, I do almost like thinking back now, a lot of the front ends got so nice. Like you look at a Toyota Tacoma, I love the front ends and you can do the mods. I know like Chad Luke, I think on his crew cab, that he created, he, you know, Mr. Potato had some, you know, hey, I got, you know, because he was explaining it to me at Mini Nats, and he was talking about the headlights and the grill, but then this was from that and that type of thing. And some of the stuff, it kind of got like the Chevys where you could piece it together and you could have, you know, the exact pieces you wanted, but you didn't have to go too crazy. Whereas, you know, like my truck had a 94 S10, and you could put a 98 S10 front end on it, but it was kind of like, okay, well, how do you go a little crazier Okay, you graft on something. So, but uh, that sounds pretty cool, man. Yeah. Besides doing all that too, I'm I'm doing a '54 Bel Air dash inside too. Oh, nice. Which there's only one other S10 that I know of, and he's in relaxed. And yep. it's a, uh, I believe his name is Terrence. Um, I forget his last name, but I believe he's up in Alabama. He's the only other one that's done that dash. Nice. Yeah, you know, I love, you know, some swap dashes. And and I think um, the sky's the limit. You know, in the early 2000s, a lot of the guys were uh, painting the dashes. And I always liked that, too. Like, they'd take it out, full paint. You'd see graphics. And, you know, some people were like, yeah, it's kind of a pain because, you know, you got this, especially if it's cleared, you know, you got all these reflections and as you're driving and this and that. But I always loved that era of the crazy painted dashes, right, especially the 88 to 98s. But then now, to your point, it's you know you're, you we tend to see a lot more of the um, the older stuff in them, and, and I love that whether it's a a Bel Air dash or you know something even different. But uh, they typically fit in there pretty good. But that sounds like a cool project. Now, do you? I know it's been a long term project, and I know well how those go. Do you have like a hope on you know I want to get it finished in you know the next year or two or is it just like you're just like hey I'm in it for the you know for the long run? I'm hoping hoping within the next couple of years at least have it out running, um, all the body mods done, probably in primer. Who knows? Depending on how the schedule goes on building it. Oh yeah. 
Now, talk to us about um, – so you said running and stuff. Like, are you going to run the factory drivetrain? Like, you doing 4.3, four-cylinder? Like, what are you, you going to have in it? It has a um, – it'll have the, the stock 4.3 uh, motor in it. Um, it's an automatic, so – Boom. Um, but down the road, I'm going to change it out to diesel. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, and there's a lot of the, the guys, the diesel guys that know their stuff. I – um. There's a couple of the Lincoln guys that put diesels in their Lincolns, which is just insane. But, no, that's pretty cool, man. And, and yeah, I mean, my feedback to you would just be keep chugging along with it. I mean, you, I, I know that you've had this long-term project, but, you know, once you get over that hump and you get it finished and you're out there cruising and you get your wife with you, man, you're going to really love it. So, you know, just keep doing what you do on it, man. Oh, I will. It's going to get done and uh, going to have my wife in the passenger seat cruising along with me. Yeah, dragging that billet frame, homie. <laughs> nah, but um, so you know, I want you to talk to us a little bit about underground scene. Like, what is that? You know, how has it evolved over time? Um, underground scene has started. It actually started when I was going to the import car shows. Uh, I seen other guys doing picks, and I was like, I could probably do a a website and do some show coverage of all the shows I go to. I go to plenty. So uh, I started and started meeting different people at every show, and then got into the truck scene, started meeting more people and more photographers. And uh, that's where I actually, a little after that, I ran into, uh, went to Gator Drag, and I flew in. It was a small little airport, uh, one terminal. It was me, Mike Alexander, um, Tito, um, Brian from SoCal Customs, and I, I believe a couple other guys. But Tito kind of like took me under his wing and taught me how with my little. He had an all professional camera, but I didn't have one yet. And he taught me the ins and outs of lighting, how to shoot angles, and took me under his wing all weekend. Yeah, that's got to be a lot of good memories for you, man. Oh yeah. It it was a good memory that weekend, and then it was it was really sad to hear him hear him pass. Yeah, it it truly was, and you know we're we're coming up on you know the anniversary of you know Courtney's passing, and it's um you know I was around him a few times, never really you know definitely wasn't you know close to him like a lot of people were, or you know interacted with him maybe even as much as you did, but. You know, he's definitely a legend, and, uh, you know, you look at someone like that and uh, how many people he turned on to just uh, loving mini trucking. Uh, we commented something the other day. I think it was I was in a 80s and 90s mini truck or, or car club group, and someone had chimed in, and I think they, they just said, man, you know, Courtney. Oh, it was Chris Anders. Uh, he commented on our Instagram. He started that group, that our post, and he just mentioned that, you know, thanks to Courtney, I just fell in love with mini trucking and I became, you know, this lifelong mini trucker. And I just thought that was, you know, a real cool post, you know? Yeah, he, he had a bunch of influence on everybody and still does. And I know everybody in NC is, they're still in his hearts and all that. And um, I talked to his, his mother once in a while, keep in touch, see how everything's going. Yeah, for sure, and you know, J- July twenty first is going to mark, unfortunately, his tenth anniversary of his passing. 
he was born on August 24th of 68 and you know rest in peace to the legend man for sure uh Courtney Hallowell now now when you talk kind of like so underground scene to me it's kind of evolved like a lot of these different you know we'll call it media outlets right you start as a website and things like that and I know that you used to get a lot of followers you know a lot of uh traffic there so how does that evolve now in this world of social media that we're in? Pretty good. Uh, of course, which, you know, I had the website. I got rid of it uh, a good amount of years back because right now, you know, as me, um, social media is free content. Oh, yeah. You can post as much as you want. As long as it's not bad stuff, uh, Facebook don't flag you. But, uh, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and the followers keep coming, and they know who you are when you go to a show, and they're like, ah, "Yeah, I'm so and so," but the the, the truck you shared or um, feature on your site or a pic that you took at a different show, and that's how I every show I go to, I still meet new and new people that I took pictures of the rides at different shows. That I meet in person at another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is uh, pretty crazy, and I I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but I think back sometimes to how we've got to where we are with the internet. And you know, I was kind of fortunate in high school. My parents had went and they had bought a computer, and it was you know nothing spectacular. I mean, they were kind of expensive back then. So we're talking, I don't know, ninety ninety five, ninety six, ninety ninety six ish. I'd say ninety five, maybe ninety four, but you know, mid nineties, they buy this computer. And, um, you know, back then it was like, you know, you had just shoddy internet, right. You couldn't even really do much, you know, that people forget that, you know, we had clamshell phones, but we didn't even have, you know, the early clamshell phones didn't even have cameras in them. You know what I mean? And then you kind of get to that. Well then MySpace, remember, I mean, who didn't have a MySpace and it kind of was like, Oh, I can make a custom background. Oh, I have to go into this coding and I can copy this. And, I could have this wallpaper, right? And that's how stuff started to get big. And I remember going on MySpace and I was like, oh, I'm going to post Lincoln photos. And, you know, but then fast forward and then when Facebook comes out, dude, I mean, I don't know social media wise if, I mean, if anything has been bigger or will ever be bigger than Facebook. <laughs> right. Uh, Facebook evolved and it was like they kept adding stuff doing updates and kept kept adding more and more features and it's like you can do so much on there as long and then instagram came along and then you have twitter which not really big on twitter but um i'm just big on the facebook and instagram because you get a ton of followers from instagram and facebook combined oh yeah and there's there's even that um on Netflix, you can go watch it. There's that that movie about like social media, and it talks about how these, and not even to talk bad about social media, like, but you know, we all know like what you just said is so true because, the, you know, let's say you have a product, you want people to use your stuff. Like the more they use it, the more you rely upon your iPhone, and you love your iPhone, the least the the less likely you are to like go. Oh, I don't want an iPhone anymore. You know, you're going to stick with the brand because you're like, I, I like it or Google Pixel or whatever. But, right. you know, Facebook over the course of time, you know, they've been able to, as they say on that that movie, uh, documentary, I'll call it, they kind of say, you know, they're able to kind of just dial it up a little bit. Uh, it's called The Social Dilemma. 
And when they dial it up, you know, they add these features and then, you know, you're on there more and you're like, oh, and, you know, before you know it, it's like we, you know, oftentimes people are like, hey, did, did you see that? Did you, did you see what happened to so-and-so? And I'm like, no, like what happened? They're like, oh, it was on Facebook. And I'm like, like who would have ever thought like back in the day it would be like, hey, did you hear from your homie? It's like, no. Okay. Well, now it's, <laughs> did you see it on <laughs> Facebook? And I mean, it, because Facebook is that big, you know? Right. It's, it's like. Just like you said, too. <laughs> Somebody will come up to you and be like, hey, do you see that on uh, on Instagram? I'm not on Instagram all the time, but yep. I'm more on, more on Facebook. And I'm like, and I'll be like, oh, I didn't see it. I'll have to go on there and check it out. <laughs> You're like, damn, I'm slacking, man. <laughs> no, but it's, it is it is cool if you think about it. And I know some of the younger listeners might be like, oh, man, you know, these guys are old heads now. I guess, I guess you can say... And I had the advantage of working in the cellular industry. I got in in 97 and worked for 20 years in it. And uh, I remember before you could send a text. And the company I was working for, was, which was like pre-Verizon before they bought out, it was like, oh, we're going to launch this. Like, You could go to a website and you could, like, let's say I was, I was going to say, hey, Jonathan, do you want to um, you know, meet up for a beer tonight? Well, you'd go on this website and you could type a message. And it was had to be 160 characters or less, and you would hit send, and it would basically like email slash text it, and would come to your phone. It was like, oh, I could message my friend, and I don't even have to call him, right? And that was like literally the early SMS short message service, you know, with 160 characters or less, which all of that is like thrown out the window now because you look at an iPhone, right? And it's all you know the messaging platform, kind of the back end that they use, and with you know messages and iMessage and all that. Dude, you could write a book, you could send a song, you could send photos, videos, you name it. I mean, it's just, it's beyond me. It's just crazy how uh, things have evolved. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's evolved so much. It's just like, it's like, who can you trust, you know, anymore? <laughs> <on> that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful, too, because, man, like some of these apps are like, oh, I want permission to all your photos and all that stuff. And it's just like, you know, I mean, I'm not some like, you know, all oh, worried about this stuff, but at the same time, you know, um, Apple has recently kind of changed where, you know, a lot of you guys are on the latest update and, you know, they, they caused a big stir where they're, you know, they've got that message that pops up. Do you want to allow Facebook to track, you know, it doesn't say everything, but that's pretty much what it's doing. And then you can opt out out of that. And, you know, Facebook and a lot of these big media platforms, they don't want you to, cause you know, they're, they're collecting all that backend data. They know where you're going and they're not using it in a, maybe in a nefarious way, but they're using it because they want to know like, oh, you're down on such and such road. Like, well, we want to show you this ad for Dunkin' Donuts. And some people are okay with that, you know, but it is a little bit freaky if you start looking into like the Google stuff and how much it knows and tracks because, you know, I use all, a lot of Google apps, even on my iPhone. And uh, it's right. it's kind of mind-blowing sometimes. You're like, damn, man, they know everything. Like, shit, I'm going to turn my phone off today. <laughs> <laughs> right. You'll, you'll go on Google to like look up socks. And then you'll go on Facebook, and then ads for socks will show up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they they cross like Amazon, and you know it. You know, e- you know your emails, data mining. It's like okay, you got an email about this. Like okay, we can show you an ad about you know you want air suspension. All right, boom, here you go. So it is kind That's of crazy. Right. But um, how can people if they want to go out there on? I know you're not as big on Instagram, but Facebook, Instagram. How do they find you? What do they type in? Um, Instagram, they can find me at at Jonathan Underground Scene. 
Um, that's J O. That's J O N A T H A N, right, Jonathan? Yes, and that's all one word. It's not spaced out or anything. It's all Jonathan Underground scene all together. I had to start that one because my last one it wouldn't. It kind of locked me out and wouldn't let me do anything. So I'm yeah, dude, I was gonna. I was, I was going to rib you on this, dude. So I remember, <laughs> I think I was in Atlanta. I was coming back from a show, and somebody was driving, and I was I was like, what the hell? I'm like, why did Jonathan Hawkins start a new Instagram? I think I even sent you a message. I was like, dude, what's up, man? You had like 18,000 followers, which, you know, to grow Instagram, like, you know, from the ground up is not easy, right? So, you know, you had this big uh, cult following. And your answer was, I remember, but why don't you tell us, like, what, you know, you kind of just hinted, but, like, why did why did you start a new one? Um, I, Instagram, I messaged Instagram because I couldn't like anything. I couldn't post anything. Um, it's pretty much, like, I could log in, but I couldn't do nothing. I couldn't, like, receive messages or answer messages or anything. And they, they could not tell me why. So I'm like, I'll just delete that account. And make a new one. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, the reason why I wanted you to say that is because if you've ever ran into any kind of challenge with Facebook or Instagram, it's crazy how big of like conglomerates these are. But dude, trying to get help or like dispute something or man, I didn't do that or whatever, like bro, you might as well just like give up, dude. And I hate to say that because like getting in touch with them or like, you know, Result. No, it's one thing if you're trying to reset a password and you know your email is correct or something like that. You know, a lot of times you you might be able to do that. But man, I've right. had a couple little hiccups where I'm just like, dude, you might as well just give up because like Facebook. Um, I, I was trying to figure something out one time with um, you know, the shopping experience which now they've enhanced, and it just was like, dude, worthless. So, yeah, just word of the wise, you know, Jonathan lost an account that had almost 20k. Uh, just because you couldn't get anyone to freaking answer them back. And it's just like, damn. So make sure your email's right. Make sure you know your password. I use like the 1Password apps uh, because, you know, I've got a lot of different social media stuff. And like, I, you know, God forbid you like you forget one of them, man. It can ruin your day. <laughs> <laughs> that That's very true. And uh, like like you messaged me and a whole bunch of other people messaged me is like, is this really you? I was like, what's this and- fool doing, man? <laughs> Well, you broke it down, and I was like, "Yeah, he's right, man. He he got he got done in by the Facebook police or whoever you want to call him." But uh, All right, yeah. But go out, check out the homie Jonathan uh, Underground Scene on Facebook. You could type that in, and um, you've got the group on Facebook, I believe. Yeah, I've got I've got the group page, which is I believe over eight thousand people, and then I have the the like page, which is. Probably, I have not looked, around 30,000 people on there. Gotcha. Yeah, that's killer, man. So um, let's transition into photography a little bit. You know, you've hinted at earlier some of the stuff you do. And my understanding was, like, you know, you kind of had mentioned how Courtney had given you some tips and things like that. But didn't you used to take photos for concerts and stuff like that? Like, talk talk to us about that. Yeah, um, I did concerts i got into concerts from a friend of mine um here in florida actually and um she hooked me up with the actual uh, promoter guy that had a company that did like sports events and concerts and he's actually the dad of uh 
the singer from Limp Bizkit. That's his dad. And so I started shooting shows for him over on this coast because he lived over in Jacksonville. And uh, I went full force in that for like four or five years and doing car and truck shows. And it was pretty intense, pretty crazy doing like sometimes three to four concerts a week, meeting all kinds of different bands, other photographers. And that's, that's a pretty cutthroat, like being shooting concerts, like, and you, you learn a lot too with the lighting, shooting in dark, dark spots. And it helps you actually with the, the car and truck shows with lighting and shooting at night and, and stuff too. So, uh, it was a good, pretty good experience doing all that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And you know, I don't know a lot about you know the the you know the darker photography and kind of the low light photography. But you know, I've been to plenty of events over the years, and you always see like a crew that sometimes is rolling with you know with the artist, or you'll see other people there that are taking photos for local newspaper and media outlets and stuff like that. And I always thought it was kind of intriguing how people kind of got involved in that. But you did it for a while, and you've kind of taken like a little bit of a backseat, right? Yeah, I, I took a backseat from that. Um, I'm just full force into the, the car and truck shows uh, right now. So that's that's where, where it's at. And, of course, COVID, you know, shut down all the concerts anyways. So And they're, they're getting ready to come back later this year, but... I'm thinking I'm going to just stay on the, the car and truck shows for now on. Yeah, man. And, and I, uh, I saw ice T I follow him pretty closely on social media and he had posted, uh, his last Instagram post said concerts are slowly starting to get booked again. Who's ready as me. And, uh, you know, he's of course, you know, with body count and the stuff he does. I mean, he loves to get out there and perform and, uh, he's had a very long longevity, you know, one of those guys that have been able to cross over and stuff, but, yeah, I mean, concerts are a huge thing, and the you know some industries have been hit way harder than others. And you know, no matter which way people kind of think on this whole COVID stuff, I mean, it really does. It's been this big negative thing, you know, for like I said, for some industries, including you know the concerts and and festivals and music festivals and stuff. And you know, there's a lot of people that are employed on that. Like one of our buddies, he is a tour bus driver. And he got in with like Dirk Bentley and he's been doing some stuff, you know, doing all that. But, you know, you start shutting that stuff down, um, you know, for right or wrong reasons. I mean, it doesn't impact a lot of people. So, right. And there was one, uh, the crew and the stage hands and all that for Five Finger Death Punch, which was really, I thought was really cool. Their whole crew, um, roadies, everything, they were all veterans. Yeah. Wow. So, all in this used to be in the service however long and i thought that was pretty cool for being a whole stage crew and everything for their tours oh yeah yeah and um to me i think it's important like that people go and see their favorite artists because you you have some bands like remember how guns and roses for years they were i don't know what the word is estranged you know i mean they you know axel has his problems and they they didn't create new music and then they had that whole chinese democracy you know, whatever you want to call that. Right. So, but you know, let's say you're a guns and roses fan and you're like, man, they're not playing. So, you know, then health kind of froze over and then they literally come back and now they've had all these different shows. And then you have people like the Rolling Stones that have been doing it 
just unbelievable and Kiss and U2 and some of these bands. But, you know, to me, there's like some of my favorite artists like a Dr. Dre or Snoop, things like this. I mean, how often are they coming around and doing concerts, right? And I hope that Dre and those guys are cooking some stuff up. You know, there's been some rumors that new music is going to be coming and stuff, and I'm super stoked for it. But, you know, I don't know if you remember going, but I went to the uh, the Up and Smoke tour, right? And, dude, like, for me, that was just, like, dude, to see, like, Cube and, and uh, what's, like, Con- or what's like Connection, Mac-10 and Dub C and right. Eminem and Stoop and all these guys. Uh, it just was mind-blowing. So, you know, I encourage people to go out there and check out your favorite artist or different festivals because you, you just never know. I mean, you can have someone like, boom, you know, your favorite right. band. They're not torn anymore, you know? Right. And just recently, last week, too. Um, my wife and I, I covered most of the bands on the tour, but the Motley Crue tour is postponed another year. Oh, I know. Yeah, and the so, one we booked, we're going to be going up to Jacksonville or St. Augustine. There was that big tour with um, a bunch of bands. I know it's it's huge. And um, oh, oh, Rockville. Yes, I think that one. You know, she had bought tickets, and you know, it's been postponed and that type of thing, and. You know, with the way health is and, and, and your favorite artists and stuff, I mean, you know, they're going to get to the point where they're not going to be able to do it. So, you know, I encourage people, you know, get out there and have fun. And, I mean, going to concerts is fun too, you know. It may not be cheap depending on who. I know Big John Turner likes to go to concerts and all that. But, um, you know, you get out there, you know, you get some drinks, do what you do. And uh, we've even went over to – I remember I saw Eminem in, um, at Janice Landing. Now it's called, I think, Janice Live. But it was before he right. blew up, and I'm always thankful I did. Proof was there with him. But then I went to my homie Robbie, uh, Robbie Reynolds. He had given me some tickets, and I went to a guy that kind of is like a – it's a little bit like um, a Jamaican vibe. And I went okay. to the concert there at Janice Live. and Dude, it was awesome. Well, what was funny is we were having drinks beforehand right around the corner, and this guy comes in, and he's like, oh, I'm going to get a drink, whatever. And he kind of slides in. You could see he was dressed real nice, whatever. Well, he's like, oh, well, you guys checking out the concert? We're like, yeah, yeah. So long story short, he gets his drink. He's like, all right, man, take care. And then he walks out, and and somebody goes, you know who that was, right? And I was like, no. They're like, that's the guy playing tonight. And I feel yeah. bad right now because I can't think of his name. But, you know, I've checked out his music since then, and I'm like, man, he's you know, he's got some jams and stuff. So, you yeah. know, t- t- to me, it's – um. You know, that's what it's about, going, you know, finding some new music you like and, and whatever, you know? Right. Always is. Yep. So uh, talk to us a little bit before. I, I want to talk about Slam Fest in a few minutes. I know, you know, you mentioned Mini Madness, and, and there's so much to talk about Slam Fest, the 30th anniversary coming up here this October. But I didn't want to gloss over the fact that you have been doing really well with uh, getting out there and shooting show coverage. And then also shooting features for national publications. So talk to us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, you know, of course, I've been shooting now for um, in between two and three years for street trucks. Um, about the same for All Time Low Magazine, and I've shot for Custom Trucks Mag over in Japan for probably seven, six or seven years now, and shooting mostly for all-time low and street trucks now back and forth and myself too here and there um but i have a lot not a lot but i have a good amount getting ready to come out in street trucks again too 
spread out a little bit, but um, some still coverage and more features. Yeah, well, you've done great, and you know, as you mentioned with you know with truck trends, and then of course it changed and in, into the custom trucks mag. You know, I think that's cool because it shows your diversity that you know you could shoot stuff. Uh, one of our favorite magazines, All Time Low. I always encourage people atlmagazine.com. You can order a subscription. The new issue is available to order. Uh, of course, street trucks, as you mentioned, and then of course across the pond over in Japan. I mean, that's a pretty pretty awesome resume, man. And it's really your testament for how long you've been doing this stuff. Yeah, um, it's it's actually really cool to see my work in print and um, actually see it in front of you when you're going through or going through Walmart or Publix or wherever that you get or if you don't get the the magazines in the mail and seeing your work on the shelves in stores so people can see it like worldwide it's it's a pretty good feeling yeah it is and you know it's good i I know your team you know street trucks you know you help there a lot and you know i'm fortunate you know that magazine have started in 99 and then be able to write a column i'm always thankful for that and for someone like you that you know is a colleague in the scene one of our brothers, you know, it's good to see you out there hustling and doing what you do because, you know, it's helping keep that scene alive. Yeah, it, it, it keeps you motivated. And uh, once you get you out there to shoot more and wanting to, for everybody to see more and more of your work. Hell yeah, brother. We'll keep doing what you do there. Now, Slamfest is is one of my favorite shows. This will be my 25th straight year going, and I say that because, you know, I'm always excited every year. Back in the day, it was in November. Over the course of time, it's kind of, uh, you know, like any show, you've got to kind of make a, a few minor changes, and now it lands in October, which I love. Talk to us a little bit about uh, your excitement for 30th anniversary of Slamfest this coming October. Uh we are all excited. Um, we have, you know, if you think about it, the longest running show in the South that has been going on in Florida all these 30 years. And um, we're excited to keeping it going every year and everybody that comes out. And um, we're excited for everybody to come out this year and all the OGs that saying they're they're gonna come out for the 30th and hopefully keep coming out hell yeah man i know you guys are stoked so break down you know for some of the people maybe casual listeners like what are the dates and what are some of the key things they should know um the dates for slam fest this year are october 9th and 10th the setup date is the 8th on friday pre-registration is 40 dollars right now you could save about 20 dollars so just think about it. You save twenty dollars, you can go buy a show shirt. Yes. Um, <laughs> and day of show is sixty dollars. Um, we do have an audio side. I wanted to mention that uh, there were some rumors going around that the audio side was not happening this year. It is happening um, for all you bassheads people that do demos and all that, we are having an audio side. Um, you can register for that on the website too at uh, minimadness.com. Just go to the page and it'll have a registration link for registration for audio or the show side. Or 
if you want to be a vendor, contact us and you can pay on there also. Yeah, so a Mini Madness, you can Google that, or as you had mentioned, I have it saved as a favorite. Uh, it'll take you to minimadness.com. Now, I always remind people when you first go to the site, uh, you're going to have some of the history there. But uh, keep me honest, you have to scroll down and it's going to say click here for more show info. And when you do that, it's going to take you to that main overarching site where you've got that epic artwork. You've got a full size, a mini, and then a car, which I think is cool. And that, that kind of main landing page there is where you can go to online registration. And uh, there's a little bit more information out there. But, dude, the online registration just works good, doesn't it, man? It does. It's, it's a lot easier for everybody. Um, say they forget, you know, if they see one of the posts that, that I post about registration, if they forget about it one week, the next week they'll be like, oh, yeah, I can go on there. It'll take you like probably five minutes to do. Yeah, real deal. And one of the other important things, talk to us on here. It kind of mentions pre-approved indoor car truck photos. There is a process to send those in. They just want to kind of make sure the quality is is what we come to expect from a mini madness slam fest show. Is that right? Yeah. Um, you can send your photos to slamfestshow92 at gmail.com um, before you even register. So we can look at the photos, detailed photos, inside and out. Um, send all those photos so we can look at it real closely and make sure it's right for the indoors. And we'll go from there and approve it. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, as we've talked about in the past, the, with the options when you go out there, it is going to be like just a hair over 40 bucks. So there's like a $2 processing fee. So it's $42 for the outdoor... Uh, and stereo portion, and then uh, keep me honest, the price for indoors, is it different after they get approval through the uh, email? Yes, the price for indoors, it comes up to 78 Got it. With the, uh, with the PayPal fee and everything. Yeah, so, you know, the cool thing is to me that, you know, you get an indoor spot if that's what you want to do, and you've got, like, that kind of uh, show vehicle that can, you know... Uh, you know, uh, hold its own right indoors. You, you've got the air condition. You've got access, I think, sometimes to power. There might be some additional hookups there. But it's always a good layout inside when you kind of come in there. And typically the show shirts are also available indoors. Do you think you guys are going to be set up in there with the show shirts this year? Yeah, I believe we're going to have the show shirts and from our talks from our meeting maybe registration in there too um we're talking about different couple ideas right now for doing that so um just be on the lookout for posts about that coming up soon one other thing that i like is you uh slam fast and mini madness club they offer the motorized vehicles so you can also register those it looks like on the website if you've got a golf cart or things such as that yeah, you can also you can do it when you register your car, or if you forget about it and want to do it later, you can do it later too. It's okay, no worries. Yeah, it's good stuff. Now on Instagram, basically it's Mini Madness Inc. But there's a couple of underscores in there. But if you type in Mini Madness, it's going to come up. One thing that I thought was I, I mentioned the show shirt that has the full size, the mini truck, and the car on it. But you, uh, as a club, you guys recently announced 
the new uh, artwork, the old school, I'll call it, the old school throwback artwork. And, um, you know, the post said, here's our second show shirt for this year's 30th anniversary. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, we decided to go back and throw it back to the first show shirt, which is Slampus 4. Um, that was in Plant City that actually had show vehicles on it. Um, and we had Fuel Market put their spin on it and modernize it, you know, and bring it to life a little more. Um, and that's what they came up with, and we're pretty happy with it. Excellent, man. Yeah, it came out nice, and it's pretty cool to see the the old old school spin on it. Uh, I'm I'm one of the only people I know. I've still got a brand new, never worn Slamfest '96 shirt, and I have a Slamfest hat, dude. And uh, I'm thankful to have those items. That was the first year I went, and I have so many fond memories, including seeing Too Hot. And um, there's just so many different uh, memories and vehicles I remember over all the years. And uh, I'm certainly excited for Slamfest, the 30th anniversary. And uh, I know you guys are excited to get this one underway. Oh, yeah. We're, we're, we're expecting a really big turnout with the response on the show. So um, expect a lot of people walking around and slapping hands with some, some new people you probably haven't seen in a long time. Well, you could follow on Instagram if you follow Mini Madness Inc., you can also uh, search hashtag SlamFest30, which, of course, we're going to be popping off here with OLP uh, at the show. And then you can also search, I'm sure, SlamFest2021. A lot of folks will be using that one. So you guys have done a good job of uh, really kind of promoting what's going to be there this year. Now, are there any surprises that you're able to share at this point? Um, anything that you guys, uh, maybe even any hints? Is there anything that you guys are planning uh, or is it still a tightly wrapped, guarded secret? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a tightly wrapped secret right now. Um, we're working on some stuff. Uh, we're doing our normal our normal events on Sunday, uh, bikini contests, burnout, club games, and all that stuff. We're bringing all that back because COVID, we couldn't do it with COVID last year, um, of course, and indoors. Um, but... Everybody expect to have some some fun with your club. Get out, get in the, the sunny Tampa, Florida weather, and get a little sun. Yeah, brother, it's going to be awesome. We're going to need some of that Freon poisoning, though, inside. You know, all kidding <laughs> aside, there's you know there's plenty of um, of AC to go around. There's always good places to eat in there. There's always a lot of vendors. Is there one vendor or a couple title sponsors that you want to give a shout out to? We have um, our title sponsors this year are Horn Blasters, um, Aspire Auto Sports, and AccuWire that has come on recently. Um, those guys are real good dudes, Ryan and all them. And we have a big list of vendors that are going to be there. I'll start posting more of those online. A lot of our vendors that were there last year will be there again this year. So expect those and more new vendors too. Well, it's it's always a good layout. There's plenty of people out there if you're looking for airbags. I know um, there's so many different vendors, compressors, different metal pieces. And over the years, I've always enjoyed. There's been a lot of also 
you know, obviously with Jonathan doing a lot of the, sh- the show coverage and whatnot, but over the years, there's been a lot of epic covers, features for mini trucking, sport truck, street trucks, trucking, sport truck, so many different magazines. And, you know, I would encourage people, you know, oftentimes I hear, hey, you know, what's a show in Florida? Well, Jonathan said it, there's no uh, bigger or longer running event that we know of, especially in our scene, than Slamfest and uh, this October, we've added it to the OLP official show calendar. I talked earlier with Mike, or I talked earlier about how to add that on your phone. But uh, the 9th and 10th of October, uh, come on down to sunny Tampa, Florida. Uh, fly in, drive in, you name it. But it's going to be an epic event. And there's only one time you can have the 30th. I was at the 25th, of course. And, man, we had a blast. I think the 30th, you guys are going to blow the top off. But uh, Jonathan, anything else from a Slamfest perspective that we maybe didn't hit? That's about it on those. Just everybody um, pre-register, save save that twenty dollars, and so you don't have to pay the sixty-day show. That'll make it easier. Also, if you when you're coming through registration, we'll have your paperwork, stickers ready for you, armbands, and we're gonna try to make it as smooth as possible this year for everybody because we know we're gonna have a bigger crowd probably 1500 or more we're estimating um and a lot of people from out of state too so yeah minimadness.com again you can uh, scroll down on that main landing page you're going to see uh towards the bottom there's a hyperlink that says click here for more show info and then once you're there on that main page you can go to online registration again you're going to save 20 bucks boom that goes right in you basically get a free show shirt and you cop it, you're set to go. Now, those show shirts, they're not going to do a pre-sale on the special edition or the others, I don't believe. But you can uh, make sure you're there more than likely on Friday. You can buy one or, if not, early Saturday. But, Jonathan, dude, we've talked about so much, man. You know, hearing a little bit about how you got involved in the scene with the Sport Compact stuff. You know, going to all the different shows, the little stuff you do with the concerts. Um, man, it's been it's been a pleasure, dude. You're one of our uh, Florida brothers, and I always, you know, enjoy seeing you at shows with the with the photography stuff going down. But um, uh, and of course, we talked about Slamfest, Slamfest thirty. It's going to be off the hook here in Tampa, Florida, sunny Florida. Is there anything else, maybe, that we didn't cover that you wanted to cover, homie? Uh, that's pretty much it. And I just wanted to thank everybody for supporting my photography and um, my my wife's my number one support person. Um, she's been supporting me for years now i mean it feels like a lot longer than we've been together but she's my my number one support system and um she keeps me motivated and going and everybody else in the scene um thanks and i hope uh hope to see everybody at the show soon and um i'll have more work coming out here soon in a magazine near you Hells yeah, brother. Keep doing what you do. Give Jonathan a follow on Facebook or social media. Of course, if nothing else, Mini Madness Inc. on Instagram. He's helping out there a lot with their social media. Let's keep the pedal stomped as we move into October. You got to give or take about about five months till the show. Plan ahead, save some money, pre-register, and then boom, get your uh, show shirt. Jonathan, it's always a pleasure, my friend. We're going to go ahead and roll out. And, uh, dude, keep the pedal stomp, brother. All right.
I'll talk to you all later. We out to you.